Medyo okay, marami there are a lot of uh, new, new uh, attendees. Good morning, uh, Professor. How are you? I'm uh, fine. I'm uh, <clears throat> ready to interpolate uh, the uh, privileged speech of uh, Attorney Posadas. Oh, Sir Bill, are you back in Florida? No, no, no. I'm, I'm still here in Las Vegas. And uh, oh. I'm trying to get uh, to meet some people after August 21. Oh, after the fight, huh? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, if you have noticed the posting that I have made, uh, Mr. Speaker, I have been uh, posting the question our uh, experience of Britain. Because although Marcos at the time uh, had a parliament in the Batasong Pambansa with the Prime Minister uh, Cesar Verata, there were really uh, no uh, vigorous uh, question hours that uh, uh, he promulgated because uh, I don't think he liked questions about uh, what was happening in government at the time. But uh, the Filipinos have to, have to understand that what question hour is, yes? Yes, Congressman Ruiz. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <clears throat> you question our Mr. Speaker, um, and we could use the early part of our meetings uh, like that. Um, but I understand that uh, uh, <clears throat> Attorney Posadas would like to uh, take the floor. But uh, if uh, he were not uh, taking the floor, we could use the first hour of our session as a question hour of sort, uh, we'll ask everybody about what's happening in the development of the Philippine governance. And anybody okay. who has an answer can share. Okay, Mr. Speaker. Um, I stand uh, ready. You, you start, you start uh, the session and gobble it down. Okay, so because I had uh, made a promise uh, to Attorney Posadas uh, to be given a to have uh, to deliver, I mean, his uh, privilege speech early in the morning before our guest arrived. So now I am giving the floor to Attorney Posadas to say something about the resolution he is mentioning. Uh, okay, Attorney thank Posadas, you. you have the floor. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I stand now to be recognized for a proposed uh, joint uh, resolution for a revolutionary government. Okay, go ahead. Attorney Posadas, you are recognized. Yes. I'm uh, proposing a resolution for a joint revolutionary government organizations and individual Filipino citizens to actually and virtually invoke President Ro Rodrigo Duterte's constitutional oath of office duty to redress superior people's will or grievances urgently on the Comelec Smartmatic tandem and most aptly and timely to uproot deeply entrenched government and oligarchic corruptions and now oppressions, suppressions, and impositions on citizens' civil or property rights or privacy rights under the expired national or health emergency law, leading now into an unconsented, unconstitutional law 
to impose or force pandemic vaccinations. These are in fact effects caused by the current presidential centralized form of government under the de facto 1987 constitution. Whereas in fact, you, Mr. President, as our president, on important occasions stated that you have seen the enemies and its friends in synchrony with encircled deep corruption, you challenge all Filipinos and the armed forces of the Philippines if we can unify our grievances for once in our lifetime binded as a nation to strengthen your categorical mission impossible to uproot entrenched corruption cordon. Whereas only by either a declaration of an indirect transition government or as an FP, as an armed forces of the Philippines commander in chief, shift of allegiance on the promulgated pure Filipino 1899 constitution that we as a nation at last can completely and logically change the cause or system or form of government. Otherwise, all these patriotism, blood, sweat and tears of our forefathers would be in vain all over again or nothing changes at all because the effects or characteristic infections would remain under the same system or 1987 constitutional cause of governments. Whereas we too are wiser enough now as you are, while still our president for the last time than to let history and our desperate destiny to slip through the exigent threats to our lives and health under grips of force fears obtaining in our midst. For you are our last light in the tunnel of our tomorrows and our final beacon of hope for generations to come, or otherwise are we to expect different results again till kingdom come? We therefore unify or jointly invoke your constitutional out of office duty to redress our finally solidified grievances for a complete and logical change into a parliamentary federal form of government system. And aptly and timely, indeed, urgently for now, that you are imposing an expired national emergency law. We are also invoking our most superior people's will to contractually enforce a deadline on or before October 2021 filing of the 2022 elections candidacy either for you to fulfill or shirk from your president's duty. Otherwise, it would trigger people's contractual rights to mitigate anticipatory irreparable or irreversible damages on our people's future by instances of boycotting the national elections of 2022. You and our people are both contractually bound by the 1987 constitution to perform respective duties to abide by the provisions of the highest law of the land. You have sworn to defend and protect against all enemies of our nation. At last in our lifetime, now or never again, with the same results or effects 
from the same constitutional cause. While we await for your performance of oath of office duty or shirk as an anticipatory dereliction of duty until the end of October, this serves also as a judicial notice to the Philippines Supreme Court. And this is to be actually signed by respective leaders and individual citizens and OFWs on translated printed hard copies virtually and on moveon.org. So therefore, resolve and so be it resolved on this day of August 7, 2021, by the shadow of Congress of the 1899, the jure, pure, and promulgated Filipino Constitution. Proposed resolution read on August 7, 2021, by the proponent and author of this resolution. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Now I'm open for interpolation. Uh, thank you, Attorney Pusadas. And uh, uh, Professor Hill, uh, do you have something to interpolate, uh, Attorney Posadas? <clears throat> yes, um, I asked to be given the floor. Yes, you are. Uh, you, are you have the floor now. For the uh, edification of those who are new to our group as well, uh, Mr. Posadas, can you uh, explain? Can the speaker explain, Mr. President? Why do you say that the 1899 Constitution is our only Dehori Constitution? Uh, again, is our holy what? Why did you say that it is a de jure constitution, 1899 constitution? Oh, the only de jure Filipino constitution. Yes. Because it was the only pure people's will constitution, first in the, in the uh, as a republic in Asia. And there was no intervention nor influence by any foreign entity or country. Uh, but and members still, of the, the jury is still valid and alive because it continues on as a constitution. But uh, the uh, members of our legal profession only recognized the 1935 constitution as the start of our constitutional law. Is that correct? Well, it was recognized as a de facto constitution back then because the constitution, the 1899 constitution, although it's still valid and alive and promulgated, was uh, um, shelled uh, by the side uh, for the intervention of foreign entities. Would you agree to call the American, uh, the 1935 constitution as an American puppet constitution imposed on the Filipino people? Yes, you could say that, yes. How about the uh, Laurel Constitution of 1942? Would you call that a Japanese puppet constitution imposed on the people? It's the same. It's still a, a foreign uh, a country that occupied the Philippines imposing uh, and influencing a Philippine uh, People's Wills Constitution. How about the restored Commonwealth Constitution when the Japanese were, uh, <coughs> were uh, defeated? Uh, and uh, we were we were uh, told to uh, pass and the uh, the Laurel Langley Treaty, which uh, virtually amended our constitution. Uh, would you would you call that another sort of puppet constitution or a parity rights constitution, which was imposed on us by um, American uh, supremacy? Correct. There was there was never 
since the beginning of the uh, 1899 constitution, there's never been another pure Filipino wheels constitution. So everything that uh, succeeded after that did not abolish nor uh, cite any provision of its own to abrogate and abolish the 1899 constitution. And uh, how about the 1973 or the 1971-1973 constitution that was uh, imposed during martial law? What do you think of it? Well, even if there was an attempt by President Marcos to, to form a parliamentary federal government, it was uh, again shelled by its own people, by some uh, uh, intervention, so to speak, of... Uh, Filipinos themselves to not continue with the federal parliamentary government constitution of suggested by uh, ordered as a matter of fact by president even ordered as uh, president uh, by President Marcos. But the, <clears throat> Fernan the Fernando the Fernando Supreme Court uh, mentioned that uh, there is no um, legal impediment to the um, <clears throat> imposition or to the um, writ of the 1973 constitution. Does that make it our legal Filipino constitution? No, it's a self-serving con conclusion without any basis at all. Well, it, comes, like it did to... not come from any assembly of pure Filipinos will. Well, I would like to have a point of information and historical information that during the time of uh, President Marcos imposition of uh, martial law and subsequent uh, promulgation of the 1973 constitution, the world was governed by the Nixon-Kissinger doctrine. Nixon was the president of the United States. Kissinger was the secretary of state, the national security advisor. And Kissinger was uh, adopting a process of adopting strongmen all over the world to resist communist aggression. And that is the time when uh, you had Park Chung-hee, uh, strongman rule, you also had uh, uh, Salvador Allende overturned, overturned and overthrown by uh, Mr. Uh, uh, by, by General Penukit. So uh, would you consider the pattern of the imposition of uh, strongman rule by Marcos also part of that Nixon-Kissinger doctrine? Well, there are parallels, but uh, still, uh, whether domestic uh, intervention or foreign intervention, it was tampered with and not really been uh, approved and ratified by a pure Filipino Congress. Okay, how about the 1987 constitution of uh, Cory Aquino? Was that uh, a, um, an in a really independent uh, constitution forged by the Filipino people? No. I would say that it's not, it's, it's a de facto constitution because it's in, in the place of a vacuum, there has to be a constitution that will, as the highest land, uh, 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 love the land to rule and govern uh, our people. Uh, do you think that uh, uh, if Marcos was not uh, abducted by the Americans to Hawaii, would Cory be able to declare a revolutionary government and create the 1987 constitution? Well, that is a uh, probability because given the situation where there are two leaders, it would uh, at, at the very least create a constitutional crisis, if not civil war.
Yes, so uh, there is some <clears throat> dubiousness about the 1987 constitution as well. Correct. How about the 1989 coup d'etat of Gringo Honasan, wherein he controlled the uh, uh, resources of the military and was bombing Malacanang, and then the Americans intervened to protect the 1987 constitution. That does not make this a, an American protectorate constitution, the Act of 1987 constitution. Uh, since there was an apparent and actual intervention recorded and documented, yes, I would say it is uh, a foreign-dominated or intervened uh, uh, constitution. So because of all these facts, you only consider the 1899 constitution as the only legitimate constitution of the Philippines? Correct. And you Nothing are basing... Correct. Go ahead. In, and you are basing so, your... Uh, current uh, sponsored resolution on that fact? Yes, exactly. Does, does that not make us all subversives here in this forum? That's that what make us what? Subversives or people no. inciting to sedition because you are doing that. Because we have been approved your resolution. Does that make us all uh, uh, subversives and seditious people according to the existing laws? Yes. Citing a provision in the Constitution is not a call for sedition. It is a call for a change in the form of government. Sedition is uh, to change the president or the person himself. But to change the system, which is a right of the people's will, so more superior people's will, to change the system of government is not at all sedition. So on what, on what do you base your resolution? On the 1987 Constitution or on the 1899 Constitution? Well, we have to go by the current de facto Constitution because that's the only Constitution that's governing us. So therefore, we have to cite its own provision, even if it's a de facto Constitution. Uh, yes, uh, and in fact, you are in, in a sense disrespecting the Constitution of the 1987 Constitution, but just recognizes it as a de facto Constitution, correct? Correct. And uh, what do you call the imposition of uh, the constructive resignation doctrine of Hilario Davide in the coup d'etat against ERA? Was that not a violation of the same Constitution, the 1987 Constitution? Yes, that's a question begging for an answer. There's no such thing as constructive resignation. A resignation of a president is either documented or uh, given freely by the president, by the incumbent president himself, and uh, documented with a letter to the Congress of the Philippines. There's no, no such was, thing as implied constructive uh, resignation. So it was a pure codita, and they patched up the constitution. And this current constitution is no longer the 1987 constitution ratified in 1987, but the patch up 2001 constitution, correct? Yes, put it in another way. Yes, exactly. And the current disrespect of the Congress, which for 10, for so many years, 30 years, ignored the provision of this 1987 constitution to enact a political dynasty law. Is that not the same? Uh, level of disrespect to this constitution? Yes, they could be considered uh, foreign and domestic and national interference, both by foreigners and Filipinos themselves conspiring, so to speak. 
So by there ignoring this political dynasty provision of the constitution and not enacting any law in Congress, the Congress in fact violated the spirit of the constitution, correct? Yes, correct. And this uh, current uh, condition of COVID wherein we are supposed to be under emergency and we have an article dose in the 1987 constitution calling on the president to take over public utilities to mitigate the suffering of the people. And he's not doing it. Is he also in violation of the constitution? Yeah, it's a dereliction of duty to, uh, when he applies a national emergency law, that means that he has to take over for emergency purposes, all public utilities and resources, which he violated by not declaring it, uh, by not uh, imposing on the restrictions under an emergency law. Now it's too late because you cannot use the natural emergency law to do so and uh, take over by, um, by the national government uh, over the facilities and resources uh, of the oligarch, so to speak. Why would your representation consider this uh, already too late for him to do anything about it? Because uh, technically and constitutionally, the uh, national emergency law has expired. It's only valid for six terms to be renewed by a letter of request to the Congress or a report to Congress. And uh, he has not done so. You may be referring to the medical emergency that he has been uh, doing uh, <clears throat> intermittently, which has not really been allowed by the Congress anymore because the first imposition was way beyond six months, correct? Correct. But I am referring to the Article Dose, which is an extant provision of the 1987 Constitution, which allows him to take over uh, the utilities for water and the utilities for electric uh, <clears throat> service to be able to mitigate the suffering of the people, but he's not doing it. And you said that is a dereliction of duty, correct? Correct. And that's what the resolution is asking for now. So because of our uh, conversation on this 1987 constitution and what is being done and not being done, in fact, the political class of the country is uh, just treating this paper constitution as toilet paper and not really a real constitution, not a living constitution, correct? Well, with due respect to it, it serves as our de facto constitution. Once it's uh, been uh, uh, shifted from by the 1899 constitution, then that's what it is. It will just be uh, on paper. Okay, that is the basis of your uh, resolution, the one you're sponsoring. You are really invoking the writ of the 1899 constitution, correct? That's the only legal constitution of the country. Correct, to the point, exactly, precisely. Okay, so I, um, I'm done with my interpolation. I did that to clarify the issues and the basis of your resolution. Others can proceed to interpolate you as well. Thank you, Mr. Speaker uh, Lorke. I withdraw my uh, uh, table. I return the <clears throat> forum to you. Thank you, Professor Boots. Uh, anybody would say something? Uh, Ms. Yang Gonzaga, do you want to interpolate Attorney uh, Posadas? Congressman uh, Villarama, uh, I think you have to say something as far as uh, Attorney Posadas' resolution. 
Kung Villarama, can you please unmute? Yeah, yeah. Ah, well, uh, alam nyo, hindi ako masyadong uh, ano tawag dito. Ang, ang aking po kasing uh, expertise o pinag-aaralan lagi, nakikinig ako sa mga problema at naghanap ako ng solusyon na praktikal. Dahil uh, hindi naman ako abogado, at ang nakikita kong pinag-usapan ngayon ay uh, kung paanong mahihimok ang Pangulong uh, Duterte na gamitin yung uh, revolutionary power na nakalagay sa mga nakaraan na sa Ligang Batas at saka yung present. Uh, ang nakikita ko kasing uh, pinakamalaking Uh, responsibilidad ay ang taong bayan eh. Kasi pag uh, humahalal tayo ng isang Pangulo, para bang ginagawa na natin isang Diyos na kung may ginagawang pagkakamali, may ginagawang tama, uh, tahibik lang tayo. No? Nakakalimutan ng taong bayan na ang power ay eh, nasa mga daliri natin eh. Na pabamagitan ng uh, pagboto ng mga karapat-dapat na mga kandidato. So, ang akin na talagang paniwala ay isang people power in a simple and uh, peaceful banner. No? Hindi yung maglalakad sa kalye at uh, susuguri ng Malacanang. Dahil uh, naniniwala ako na ang mga mamamayan, mahihirap lalo na, ay hindi sila bobo. Matatalino yan. Kung hindi matatalino yan, matagal din silang namatay. Dahil kung kumain sila ay uh, ano, misan sang araw, darang beses ang araw. No? So, ang, ang, ang aking uh, reaksyon dito sa pinag-usapan natin, talagang ano, kailangan talagang uh, ibaba yung ating kaalaman sa mga mamamayan bago tayo maaaring mangarap ng isang uh, Pangulo na kikilos ayon sa kagustuhan ng nakararami. At dahil uh, pag tayo ay nakahalal ng isang Pangulo, para bang uh, natatakot na tayo sa kanya. Para bang naghihintay pa tayo ng anong na taon bago kumilos. Gaya ng nangyayari ngayon, ngayong huling taon ni Presidente Duterte, ang dami ng tumapang, ang dami ng Magsasalita, no? Kailangan dyan. Meron tayong uh, July 1, 2022 movement. July 1 ang unang araw ng lahat ng nahalal. At uh, yung movement na yan ay uh, walang gagawin kundi purihin ang mga ginagawa ng mga purihin yung mga ginagawa ng, ano, ng mga ng mga ano, ng mga ng ating mga pinuno at uh, sitahin at bigyan ng solusyon yung mga pagkakamali. Uh, yun lang po ang aking masesir dahil uh, ang, uh, pagdating po kasi sa kongreso, uh, effective din niya. Kaya lang para magkaroon tayo ng, ikanga, ng uh, nakararami, kailangan na maraming matino tayong may halal. No? Pero kumisan, saka sa sa ano sa kakulangan ng matitinong na halal dahil port barrel uh, 
congressman na halos lahat. Kailangan ng pera para manalo ulit. Yung mga matitinong nasa labas ng kongreso, yun ang kailangan magkaroon ng poder. At maisip natin na tayo ang ano, tayong poder, hindi yung mga nakaupo. Sila ay ating representatives eh. Eh, kaso nangyayari, nagiging representatives sila, tibs. No? So, itong ginagawa ni Professor ano, Hill, itong, ano, itong uh, talagang kailangan natin na uh, uh, ipagpatuloy kung saan natin napapag-usapan yung mga dapat at dapat na gawin. And then, uh, we, can, we can produce mga, mga grupo, no? mga paturo eh, eh, mga faith-based group, mga NGOs. Mas marami pong matitinong Pilipino kaysa sa salbahe. Naniniwala ako doon. Kaya lang kung hindi naman tayo organize at walang nagtuturo sa atin, kamukha ni ilan yung matyagang magturo, kamukha ni Professor Hill. No? Eh, ano yan? Uh, ngayon, sabi ko nga sa kanya, pag nakakausap ko, eh, gumigisi ako maaga pag Sabado. Dahil natutuwa ako, dahil nare-realize ko yung mga hindi ko nagawa nung congressman ako. Ano, dahil, siyempre, <laughs> pag, uh, pag nandun ka na sa loob, ginakain ka ng mga ibang issue na walang kakwenta-kwenta eh. Panaypagyayabang, no? para majaryo. So, ang aking po reaction dito ay uh, maganda lahat ng mga narinig natin. Ngunit hanapin natin yung pinakapraktikal na doable. Dahil kung idadaan natin lahat sa kongreso, matagal yan. Assumption kasi dyan na matitino yung mga hinahalal natin. Pero alam lang natin na nagkamali tayo pag uh, nakaupo na sila. Dahil pala yung magagandang pangako yan. Samantala, yung tayo mga nasa labas ng kongreso, Libre tayo para punahin sila. Libre tayong mag-aral ahead of them. Habang busy sila sa pork barrel nila, pwede natin pag-aralan kung anong tunay na solusyon sa kahirapan ng ating na mga kababayan. Yun lang po. Okay. Uh, Attorney Posadas, reply please. And then, uh, yes. Uh, okay. I, Magandang, uh, magandang uh, sinabi niyo, uh, Attorney uh, Governor Villarama. Um, so, Uh, this is precisely the cart I was uh, telling you about. To, far, to fill the cart with our solid uh, aims and uh, conditions and requirements so that we can push it solidly. Once this joint resolution is uh, approved, it becomes a solid cart that we can push. That only we can push, but it will be pulled by horses or by the individual citizens themselves by translating this resolution, whether approved or not, into all the different dialects and to be distributed individually and voluntarily and signed and collected. So that is also at the same time, simultaneous part of education to let them know that we are exercising our constitutional rights to invoke President Duterte's out of office duty to listen and to redress our grievances. Our grievances is that we have had enough of this, especially now that he is almost tyrannically or dictatorially imposing 
specifically this uh, mandate to vaccinate uh, citizens. And if there's not such thing as a mandated uh, vaccination, because a uh, mandated unconstitutional constitution without really consent from the people is not valid. There's not such thing as implied consent. When a when you try to make a minor consent to something, not even if you disclose all the conditions and terms, it's not going to be a valid uh, cons I mean, uh, consent because it's done by a minor. And even so, with a uh, with a, uh, a mature person or a full citizen, you cannot even if you disclose uh, terms and conditions, you cannot elicit a valid consent because the consent that you're giving is imposing on his privacy. Okay, is going to be unconstitutional because it's not a mandate. When you call it a mandate, it should come from the people's will through their representatives. Oh, and these and citizens now are really opposed to the mandated uh, vaccination because there's no such thing as implied consent. Mr. Speaker, okay. can you recognize Ms. Lorena Sehas? Yes, uh, uh, Ms. Lorena, you are raising your hand. Uh, now you have the floor. Thank you, Attorney Posadas. Ms. Lorena Sihas. Yes. Now you have the floor. Good, good morning po sa lahat. Um, from Cebu. Nagasibo okay, po ako, Kaya. And okay. then, salamat kay Sir Mel kasi sinindan ako ng leng. Kasi may problema talaga eh. Kaya nag-join ako sa, sa meeting. And then, Hindi ko alam na ano, puro, puro kayo, parang kasi English talaga kayo eh, about sa Constitution. Pwede ka magtagalog, mag, mag, mag even si Buano, kung may tindihan lang ng mga Tagalog, okay lang. Ah, okay. Ang problema kasi dito, ah, ah, walang problema sa about sa lockdown, kasi nga may Governor Gwen Garcia dito. Oo, hindi man hindi man papayag ang governor na mag-lockdown. Ang problema lang yung sa vaccine. Lalo na yung ano uh, pag umangkin sa husband ko. Kasi itong estudyante may laboratory na, na dapat daw pupunta sa school and then gina-require sa teacher na dapat may vaccine. Bago sila makapasok doon sa paaralan. Paano, paano po ang gagawin? Ito kasi yung gusto ko na mayroong solusyon talaga ito eh. Kasi uh, takot yung ina eh. Takot yung ina niya. Yung ina niya yung nagsabi sa akin. Kasi yun ang sister-in-law ko. Nabihan niya ako. Kasi alam ng, ng sister-in-law ko na marami akong nalalaman kasi I, I always watch man God sa Maharlika, gising Maharlika. Then yung reply ko sa kanya, sa messenger, hindi pa man niya nabasa, yung about sa back card. Back card and then 
Hindi ako naka-print out sa ano yung sa from the gising Maharlika yung form na pwede magsampa ng kaso. Yun uh, yun lang ang Miss Lorena. Yes. Ah 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 ko lang sa iyo ay ganito. Uh, mayroong batas na Republic Act 11.525 na pinirmahan ni Pangulong Duterte noong February 26, 2021. Ang sinasabi ng batas is the vaccine shall not be considered as an additional requirement for education, employment, and uh, any government transaction uh, for that matter. So kung gamitin nila na hindi ka pwede magpasok uh, sa paralan na na wala kang vaccine, they violated the Republic Act 11.525 as well as the uh, Bill of Rights of the that particular person which is granted by the Constitution. So, so uh, dapat magpa-print po, magpa-print yung yung sa bill na yon. Yung so, yun, pwede mo i-google yan na uh, Republic Act 11.525. Ngunit, nung isang araw, nung isang araw, uh, nag-submit kami ng petition sa Corte Suprema at kahapon ay uh, nagpalabas na ang uh, Department of Health o DOH, nagpalabas na ng memorandum na hindi na mandatory ang vaccination. So, so kung mayroon ka mga slot, uh, hindi man mawala ang slot mo. Kung kailan gusto mo, saka ka lang. Kung gusto mo magpabaksin, okay, pabaksin ka. Kung ayaw mo, you have the right. You have all the right. Sabi na nga ng DOH. Kapon lang yan. Kapon niya pinalabas. Kaya sabi ni Sabi ni Capre, napakinggan ang petition na isinumiti namin sa Korte Suprema noong isang araw. Uh, point then, of order, Mr. Speaker. Uh, we can uh, table the discussion of Ms. Sehas because okay, there is a uh, resolution on the floor and we only have to right now discuss uh, matters relevant to the resolution. Okay, thank you po. Salamat. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Attorney Posadas, I think uh, I'm sorry that uh, I cut I cut some of your uh, uh, words to say, and now uh, I I will go back to you. That's okay. So it's on the table and up for a second motion. There is no, no second motion yet because we are in the process of interpolation. Okay. I think the no. Giancarlo EY is. Uh, <clears throat> Proposing something? Just raise your hand a long time ago. Okay, okay. Carlo, you have the floor. Okay. May I ask lang, no, Attorney Posadas, how about yung sa possible na mga violations po sa 1899 Constitution due to this disastrous move of our DOH? What will be the case na po for this in, in relation with this resolution? Well, as far as I can understand uh, from your question, the DOH uh, currently is part of the uh, 1987 uh, constitutional uh, government system. So once you uh, declare a shift to a, a transition um, revolutionary government or a direct uh, shift to the 1899 constitution, 
then uh, by uh, by uh, by force of uh, the constitutional provision of the structure, the all the department uh, officials right now will be have to be acting officers under the command of uh, of the uh, a transition prime minister or President Duterte himself, who will now start to either is, uh, declare a revolution of government for a commission to implement and make adjustments and to assign uh, executive uh, uh, acting executive officers, or if by direct uh, shift to the ninety to the eighteen ninety nine constitution then there will be an interim uh, prime minister to speak uh, with himself acting as the uh, interim uh, prime minister. But all members of Congress and the Senate will remain as they are until uh, an election is uh, done for the new form of government. So, you know, you can, we can get rid of the DOH right now and its implementation uh, by a better or a... Um, more uh, uh, sensitive and uh, uh, wiser uh, implementation of the uh, so-called uh, pandemic plan. Uh, by the way, by the way, I would like to remind uh, everybody that uh, as far as the resolution raised by uh, Attorney Posadas, first uh, let's uh, focus on the uh, interpolation of what the resolution uh, had mentioned. And uh, we have to discuss later uh, some other matters. Thank you. Okay, Professor Hill, you recognize. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. I think I would like to allude to what yung sinabi na kanina ni Congressman Villarama. Now we have to consider the practical aspects of it. We are a shadow Congress. We have revived the 1899 spirit uh, in our gatherings here. But we have no power of enforcement. We are not in position of power. That is why we recognize the 1987 constitution, even if we don't recognize it as a, a legal, the holy constitution as a de facto constitution. So when we have a resolution like this, um, we have to think of uh, the operational implications of such a resolution. Uh, we have no power to command uh, Duterte. He is uh, the one in charge. We have no power to direct any branch of the government to do things that he would like to do. Uh, the uh, capability of our uh, gathering is just to call on certain uh, instrumentalities of government, including the presidency, to uh, recognize and maybe sh um, create initial actions to shift to an 1899 uh, uh, writ of the 1899 constitution. So as a matter of, uh, to continue my interpolation of uh, the proposed uh, resolution by Attorney Posadas, what are the operational implications of the dispositive portion of that uh, resolution? What are the uh, implied actions that we have to take and implied expectations? Because you also mentioned there will be a petition, there will be a signatory, there'll be a printing process. So uh, it, it seems that uh, your resolution calls for more than just the dispositive portions you mentioned. Can you reply to that, uh, Mr. Posadas? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, may yeah, I have yeah. the floor, Mr. Yeah. Speaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Go ahead. The uh, Constitution is in uh, all uh, reality and practical purposes, is a contract between the governing and the governed. And a resolution in, the, in our shadow Congress is a reflection or part of the freedom of expression of the people's will. If it's organized by, uh, by virtue of uh, assembly and by virtue of a, of, a, of a meeting like this, then so be it. It's a part of the expression, it's organized, and it cannot be really enforced in the sense that you order President Duterte. What we're doing is our invoking our constitutional right to let him know about our grievances and for him to redress it. As simple as that. So, so I agree with that. I agree with that, uh, that we will let him know. But uh, we cannot uh, enforce anything. Yes. But, but then you also mentioned that we will have uh, printings and signatories. What is that, a petition? Well, that's part of the individual freedom of expression. No, is, it part of your, is, it, is it part of your resolution to have a petition all around the country? Yes. It can be dispersed, like what uh, Maharlika, Gising Maharlika is doing right now. They're dispersing. Is it, uh, is it there in the dispositive portion of your resolution? Can you read okay. the dispositive portion, be it resolved as what? Yeah, be it resolved that this is going to be uh, uh, a resolution to invoke President Duterte's out of office duty. That's all it takes. We're just uh, acting on it, on our rights as citizens of the Philippines. Nothing else, so just a freedom of charge. That, that, that's, that that's all that is contained in this from, portion. From a message to a medium, from perception to reality, so be it. Is that, that what you like? Instead of uh, just con confining ourselves with our words, and we can talk our uh, our um, heads uh, until we turn black and blue, until the kingdom come. But there yes. must be a solidified, and this is what actually these groups are asking for, for something to get on board by everybody who wants to express themselves. If they don't want to express themselves, then, then so be it. But we have to try and, and put into motion something that can move and, be, and can have traction. I yield to Miss Pinky Velja Delgado, who has raised her hand. Okay, Miss Pinky Delgado, you have the floor. Please unmute and uh, say something. Good morning to all. Yes, good morning. Uh, can you hear me, sir? No, my concern is like I. With all due respect to all the processes that attorney, attorney, sorry, Pakada. Yes. With all the, the processes that you are trying to lay down on floor, but my immediate concern is how do we act on the purpose, this dictatorial action towards by the manner that he addresses this this pandemic, um, this pandemic worldwide problem, or even locally, the, the problem of pandemic. How do we immediately, 
how do we open it so that we can stop him from, from enforcing this vaccine and fooling people. Because, yeah, I understand that the constitution that we have now is not really the constitution, but the thing is we need to act immediately. Kasi po, ang dami ng taong naluloko, ang dami ng taong namamatay. And they are using government resources para sa profit nila. Ano ang gagawin natin? As an immediate, as an immediate action para matigil ito. And we, I don't know if I am, if I am right with my thinking that if we bank on the elections, don't you think that we can even manipulate elections and try to to impose they they will try to to what this to to implement the federal federal form of government or so how do we get people to realize that this character is not really doing the right thing and we have to act on it we cannot just be i mean if this is an immediate the the situation calls for an immediate action uh response uh attorney posadas uh, the advantages uh, of your resolution uh, related to the pandemic or the pandemic uh, we are uh, Oh yes, it's very timely. As a matter of fact, it's about time when uh, this uh, uh, so-called pandemic plan is being uh, or back mandated vaccination is being uh, implemented. And so instead of uh, trying to defend uh, individually and as a whole in a joint uh, resolution, try to stop or, or freeze at least the implementation by alerting and uh, making noise and getting the attention of President Duterte. If only for that matter, then he may change urgently uh, the Department of Secretary of Health and at the same time the IF, uh, IATF for a change of, uh, of uh, a plan to at least uh, listen to the people and make some adjustments. There, there, there are no adjustments at all. It's the same data-driven plan to just keep changing the statistics and accordingly impose their will on on the people. So, with 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 this uh, distribution of uh, our resolution or the message for President Duterte to invoke his uh, constitutional uh, order of office, then we get attention from him and at the same time specify what can really be done right now urgently. As of the moment, we, we don't have anything for uh, going for us. We have our back uh, against the firing squad wall, so to speak. You're just waiting for the, uh, for the sentence of, uh, of suppression and oppression. So, Pinky, are you satisfied with what uh, Attorney Posadas uh, had mentioned? Yeah, I I agree with you, sir. But uh, 
the thing is, how do we, I mean, okay, we go through the process of uh, telling people and um, changing, implementing the change in the constitution and all that. But that is a long process. What I am trying to drive at, but I respect that attorney Pusada, but what I'm trying to drive at is how do we make, just like si Gwen, Gwen Garcia Cebu, she's really acting on it. But what is happening now, the government officials are being, are becoming puppets and to the, to the dictates of, uh, of the character. And the people are overwhelmed with fear because now, like in my case, whenever I go around town, I'm from the college. Whenever I go around town, I try to talk to whoever I come across with. And then I try to explain to them about the vaccine thing. But even my learned, my highly educated classmates from law school here, before I would I would tell them the reality of this pandemic. And then one day they just end up calling me and telling me they got vaccinated. See, people are being... Are, are uh, Pinky. 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 Yeah. Pinky, correct me yes, if yes. I'm wrong, but I, I think uh, your question is uh, how the 1899 Constitution resolve the issue of uh, what we are uh, facing right now, uh, such as uh, the problem in the pandemic. So uh, am I right that that is your question? The, the, the advantages of adopting 1899 Constitution to solve the present problem. Am I right? Is that what you want? Yeah, sir. Yeah. Okay, Attorney Pusadas, that was... Mr. Uh, Mr. Speaker, can I uh, clarify things a little bit? Okay. Uh, the uh, the question of uh, Ms. Sevilla Delgado, ang tanong niya ay para sa operationalization ng response natin sa kagipitan ngayon na pinipilit ng mga tao na mag-vaccinate. Ang uh, forum dyan ay yung mga ginagawa ng Gising Maharlika at saka yung ginagawa din na uh, ng uh, pamilya ng uh, Sugilon Lawyers na meron silang mga ginawang mga forma na pwedeng i-download from the web para ang, ang bawat individual na sa feeling nila ay they are facing grave coercion ay mag-file ng uh, petition sa korte about it uh, ng parang kaso sa mga kung sinong gumagawa sa kanila ng coercion na yun. At uh, sinabi rin nila attorney Sugilon na pwede itong gawin through uh, email uh, according to certain rules of procedure ng korte ngayon dahil sa pandemic. So maaring uh, later on of uh, of the uh, of the grid ng ating discussions dito, mai-refer natin sa kay Miss Pinky yung mga ganong initiatives na uh, hinahaluan din at uh, inakatigan din ng ating grupo dito sa 1899 Congress. Ang nasa panukalang uh, bill ngayon o resolution ngayon na, na sinasabi ni Atty. Posadas, tayo ay magawa ng resolution para i-remind si Presidente Duterte na meron siyang constitutional duty na proteksyonan yung mga ganyang klaseng grievances ng mga tao at dahil sa nag-umigting na 
uh, pag uh, lalong pag uh, tinging problema nitong uh, pandemic ay dapat mag-aksyon na siya at ang isang aksyon na sinasabi ni Attorney Posadas doon sa dispositive portion kung dapat lang i-clarify niya ng gusto ay dapat bang tinatawagan si President Duterte na ibalik na ang uh, pagkilala ng 1899 Constitution as the ruling constitution of the land. Tama po ba ako, Attorney Posadas? Yes. So, so kung, yun we... lang, kung, kung yun lang ang resolution at saka yun lang ang klarong dispositive portion calling on President Duterte to adopt the 1899 Constitution, then we have no question of approving your resolution uh, subject to uh, revisions on style so that uh, we can uh, uh, pursue it in uh, some form or another. Uh, is, that something that is, uh, we, is that something that we agree on? Yes, but uh, actually the petition or the resolution is calling for President Duterte to decide as, an, uh, as a uh, performance of his duty between two aspects. One is the indirect transitional government in which he will uh, ask for a commission or an assembly of, uh, of uh, appointed uh, people to, uh, to form the basis for a parliamentary federal constitution or directly and instantly shipped by pledge of his allegiance as commander-in-chief of the armed forces on the 1899 promulgated constitution. So, so right away, we abandon a sinking ship into a structured ship, a state of ship that is already working. Yes, is that in the is that a very clear point in your dispositive portion on the result? Yes. Be it resolved. Yes, how many in the beginning. How many points do you have? Can you reread that again? Be it resolved as what? Okay, resolution for a joint revolutionary government organizations and Filipino citizens to actually and virtually invoke President Duterte's constitutional out of office to redress superior people's will or grievances urgently and specifically on COMELEC Smartmatic Tandem, which is a controlling uh, aspect of the issues and most aptly and timely to uproot deeply entrenched government and oligarchic corruptions and oppressions and impositions now on citizens' civil or privacy rights under the expired national health emergency law, leading now into an unconsented, unconstitutional law to impose or force vaccinations. These are, in fact, effects caused by the current president presidential centralized form of government under the de facto 1987 constitution. Whereas in fact, as our president on important occasions stated that you have seen the enemies and friends in synchrony with encircled deep corruption, you challenge us all Filipinos and the AFP if we can unify our grievances for once in our lifetime binded as a nation to strengthen categorical, your categorical mission to uproot, uh, to uproot and transcorruption uh, cordon. Whereas 
only by either a declaration of an indirect transitional revolutionary government or a direct as AFP in chief shift of allegiance on the promulgated pure Filipino 1899 parliamentary federal constitution that we can completely change all these effects by going to change the cause. And the cause right now um, is the 1987 constitution. Where is the be it resolved portion? You 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 read the verses. What is the be it resolved what? Well, in 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 total or in 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 tot in totality, I said that, so. Therefore, resolved and so be it resolved on this day. To, no, there, to there should be there should be a clear dispositive portion in a oh, resolution okay. that is of proper form. You should say the verses in front, and then you have to have the dispositive portion of what is being resolved as a recommendation or a sense of the Congress and all that. Because what I'm saying is that what we can only say is that we can deliver a sense of the Congress in that dispositive portion because we are not a Congress that is in power. So when oh. you see all this verses, fine, we agree with your verses. Now, what is the resolved portion? Be it resolved that we send a message to the president ta, 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 and all those things. So subject okay. to revisions of his style, I agree with the, what you're proposing, but we have to have proper form as well as the substance of what you're saying. Yes, Gil, uh, so maybe perhaps uh, we can uh, work on it. So let us, uh, I would rec recommend that we table it uh, for a committee on style to change it. The, the group now has heard what you wanted and the reasons for why you, you want it. And so we can ask the uh, speaker to send it to committee. We have a committee on constitutional uh, whatever, or a committee on uh, style if uh, the speaker can form one. And we reconstruct it in that proper format. And then we present it in the next session on Saturday. Yes, excellent idea and excellent uh, to table it because I've been uh, rushed. Okay, and so that's, that's good. So let's do that. And so uh, may we, Mr. Speaker, can we table the resolution and then we can uh, proposal and we can talk about a uh, question hour period uh, while we are waiting for Attorney Policy Gulan, the speaker for this day. Yes, uh, noted about that. And uh, I think uh, we have to discuss about the, this uh, committee, committee on uh, Const uh, constitutional committee. So by next uh, plenary session, we could uh, uh, say as to whether or not it is approved or uh, any changes to that uh, particular resolution raised by uh, Attorney you can Posadas. Send, you can Correct. send the copies to it, uh, Attorney Posadas, to both uh, me and Attorney Magdamo. And yes. we will work with you on uh, reconstructing the resolution. Excellent uh, idea. Now, can I request for uh, Mr. Speaker for um, Mike Feliciano, my nephew from Davao, to uh, to be recognized? Yes, uh, Mike um, uh, Feliciano, uh, you are welcome. And uh, please, I mean, uh, me, me. Uh, he, he is recognized. And if he wants to say something about uh, what uh, you have raised in the resolution is uh, uh, recognized. Mike Pariciano, you have the table now. 
Yes, uh, good morning everyone. Uh, I'm uh, Michael Mick Feliciano. Uh, I hail from Davao, but I'm uh, presently based in uh, Negros uh, Occidental right now. And, uh, one of the uh, high officers of uh, the Philippines for Visayas Federal Movement, and at the same time, uh, the uh, Maharlikas for Cultural Recovery Incorporated. Um, I have been uh, 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 linking with uh, Uncle Robert, my uh, blood uncle, uh, Robert uh, Feliciano Posadas, and uh, we were actually very happy in uh, sharing the same advocacy, although uh, we, uh, <clears throat> uh, our organizations are, uh, uh, have different uh, approaches to uh, our advocacy. But however, I was specifically uh, instructed by our chairman, Papa Romeo Melesio of uh, MCRI and uh, PBFM to uh, attend uh, to this uh, uh, shadow congress and uh, uh, explore and uh, share what uh, advocacy we have with this group. And uh, as... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, no, and as far as our organizations are concerned, uh, the the ultimate uh, the ultimate goal uh, we have right now is uh, for the that big change to happen. No, uh, we want our country to be federated, to be a federated uh, republic, and uh, uh, knowing that the Malolos Constitution is still. Uh, active and uh, was not repealed by the series of constitutions uh, uh, instituted by our country, by our government for the past how many years, uh, and the possibility of uh, recognizing the same uh, just to help us achieve our goal uh, with the uh, with minimal uh, minimal uh, violence and uh, injuries, uh, we we really wanted to uh, to uh, share with you our our uh, cause and our advocacy uh, as far as uh, we have been working on the this federal movement for the past uh, two and a half years. Um, uh, the resolution no, of my, my uncle Robert, uh, I, I find it, uh, personally, I find it as uh, uh, necessary at, uh, as of this point. And it's a very urgent thing that we need uh, all, all of our, uh, uh, all movements around the country to uh, join and uh, to be heard as one. No? Uh, we need the president. Actually, we have been working with the president, the PBFM, uh, the, the Philippines for Visayas Federal Movement was is uh, recognized by our president, and we have been uh, receiving instructions from him uh, indirectly, uh, sometimes directly, uh, to to uh, to uh, position and organize ourselves. So that we can achieve that uh, ultimate goal, no, the uh, a, a federal government. And uh, as uh, as I see it, 
the resolution is uh, is needed as, as of this moment. It's a very urgent thing. And uh, I think I can uh, work it out with our group to support whatever uh, you come up with, no, uh, whatever uh, 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 strategies and uh, uh, the, the moves that we need to take in order for the resolution to uh, be heard and to be acted upon by our president. And uh, uh, for, for now, I uh, also invited uh, two of our officials, but I think uh, they're not uh, in uh, this uh, meeting yet. Um, uh, we, we can, we can uh, I guess, I guess uh, we can have it, uh, we can have a, uh, a re-echo meeting again uh, with, with uh, my group so that we can discuss more uh, of this intensely and uh, more, more intently. And uh, as it is right now, uh, I would uh, personally and uh, personally give my uh, full support to uh, your, uh, the moves that uh, your group is uh, trying to uh, get onto. No, so that's it. I think uh, uh, it's uh, this is the first time that I joined your group. And uh, I guess we don't. Uh, I don't see any any uh, anything any aspect of it that uh, that is uh, oblivious or contradictory to our objectives. So that's it. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, how many? Uh, can you describe your group you. and its composition? Uh, make. Uh, yes, Uncle. Uh, it's uh, the PBFM was instituted last uh, 2019, uh, and uh, we are in alliance with uh, Professor Nur Miswari. Uh, mm -hmm. They they handle Mindanao and we handle Visayas. No, our chairman is uh, uh, has been uh, uh, appointed as the supreme commander for Zone. 25 of the OIC, no, uh, of the organ uh, Organization of Islamic Conference, which is a uh, 47 member state. And uh, they have been uh, working with us, uh, although they were, they are uh, our brother uh, Muslims, uh, they are not trying to Islamize uh, uh, the Visayas, no. So uh, the only thing that, that the, our common denominator is a federal form of government. That's why we are working with uh, them closely. But we are not under their organization. I just want to make it clear. No? Now, PBFM uh, is uh, uh, well spread in the Visayas. We are about uh, almost running to 3 million uh, members already. And uh, we are a 5 million mark by the end of December, no? And uh, a PBFM is uh, a movement created by MCRI. Uh, MCRI is the Maharlikas for Cultural Recovery, which is the, our, our, our umbrella organization. No? And uh, right now, we, uh, we are focusing on the, uh, the federal movement because uh, 
it's it's the uh, uh, our our arm for our advocacy arm. And right now, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm I was charged to uh, take the uh, the responsibility of handling the PBFM coalition. And at the same time, the uh, economic programs under the uh, the uh, MCRI and uh, PBFM. Uh, Mr. Speaker, may I be recognized? May Mr. Speaker? May I be recognized, Mr. Speaker? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Okay, probably recognize. You are well, recognized. I'd like, uh, well, I'd like to um, thank uh, Mick Feliciano for joining us and uh, informing us about this group. Uh, sort of a station identification I'd like to tell everyone here and most uh, I see new faces uh, joining us and I also see one person trying to sabotage us uh, with uh, spamming our chat area calling us all as uh, <laughs> calling us names and I hope I hope Mel uh, Lugod our IT person has taken care of that yeah uh, it was the, the group that we have here is a resurrection of the spirit of the 1899 Constitution. Motto proprio, those who join us are considered members of the 1899 Congress. Uh, this is really an effort of uh, groups like as well as yours, uh, Mick, to create a parliament of the web. The present pandemic has created a lot of groups meeting in Zoom, in the web, but uh, there are no avenues of communication uh, with each other. Hopefully, uh, through the effort of this Parliament of the Web, we can uh, gather and assemble our concerns and act on them in a cohesive manner. That is why this uh, Shadow Congress uh, meeting of ours is connected to uh, different uh, groups, like uh, the Facebook groups uh, of Shadow DOH, Shadow DepEd, Shadow DOF, Shadow uh, DILG, and all of them are intended to be uh, for, uh, for a discussion in depth of uh, matters that will be raised out here in our Shadow Congress. Through that, uh, we can discuss things and come up with uh, concerted actions that can uh, have a, an impact on the actual uh, people occupying governance positions in our present setup. Uh, so this is, uh, of course, an ambitious effort. Of course, this cannot be done by just one man or one group, but a convergence of efforts like the groups that you have and ours, as well as others who are also now so noisy in the web, to be able to articulate these things in clear manner and to be able to weave them together into a uh, common, uh, uh, sort of bind, binding interest for all of us to act on, then we can increase and uh, make our efforts more effective than otherwise it would be. So I am just uh, making this explanation and I am ready for uh, questions about uh, what I explained then now and I can elaborate on them if anybody has questions about what this group is about. Thank you. Okay, so Mick, go ahead. Your sign. You you want to respond? Go ahead. 
Ah uh, yes, and Mr. Speaker. Uh, I just want to uh, delve more yes. on the, uh, the, uh, the Malolos Constitution. How is it? Uh, I, I haven't really gotten into uh, reviewing the Malolos Constitution, and I would just like to uh, ask you, because uh, as Uncle Robert have uh, told me that you are the uh, foremost uh, expert on the Malolos Constitution, and it's uh, still... Uh, uh, what because uh, implementable status? Uh, in our, in our, how does it relate to our goal uh, as uh, to to have a federal, federal, uh, uh, federalized nation? Uh, I think Melchor Magdamo can explain that. He is right here, and so uh, he is an expert on that. Another expert, attorney. Al Bitankol will be addressing the group at 10 o'clock uh, a.m. He's not yet around. He has not yet uh, checked in. It's only 9.10 right now. But uh, actually, uh, Milchor Magdamo, if you're around, can you respond to uh, Mick Feliciano's question? Uh, good morning, uh, Mick. Uh, can you hear? Good morning. Good morning, uh, sir. Uh, regarding... Uh, PVFM, uh, I, I guess F in PVFM is federalism, I guess. Okay. Uh, now, uh, if we dehibernate or recognize the ancestral honor of the original constitution of the Philippines, which is still alive until today, by the way, in yeah, Article okay. 57, there is a, there is, of the original constitution, there is a, uh, there's a provision there about maximum decentralization and a, uh, administration of government and then it uses the word popular assembly you know there is a there is a regional assembly there is a city assembly municipal assembly barangay assembly but there there is a word popular assembly which is not in the 1935 constitution it is not in the 1973 constitution it is not in the 1987 constitution so what is popular assembly if you go back to our history way back 1898 uh there were at least four or five popular assemblies, no? In addition to the popular assembly in Kawit, Cavite of Emilio Aguinaldo, there was also a popular assembly in Bohol. And in Bohol, they call it Canton, ah, Canton. Canton, yes. Uh... It's Canton, Pancit Canton in Chowking. <laughs> Canton is the popular assembly of Switzerland. And we have stamps. We have stamps. Uh, dating that period in, in Bohol, referring to its popular assembly as Canton. And there's also a popular assembly in, in uh, Iloilo. It had a president, uh, Martin Delgado, in Santa Barbara. That's why if you go to Santa Barbara, the flagpole is as high as the flagpole in Luneta to symbolize the equality of the popular assemblies in the Philippines. Then you go to Negros Occidental, led by... Uh, the Desmalakson, I forgot the name. There are two of them. Eh. One, is, one is an Araneta, eh. the, mm. the Lolo or Grand Lolo of uh, Marojas. The other one is uh, Ledesmalakson, Desma, Le uh, grand, grand ancestor of uh, this congressman who, who, who had uh, this congressman uh, who's uh, yung, uh, yung sikat na artista yung asawa niya. Lolo <laughs> 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 
And then there was Cebu, Sugbo. They call it Sugbo before. And Davao claims to have won by a certain Javier, who is a loyal assistant of Andres Bonifacio, who went to who went to Davao to establish a popular assembly there. And then there's one in Coron, according to according to Attorney Donato. I forgot his name. So there are popular assemblies as early as as early as 1898, which became Article 57. Of of the constitution that we refer to as Malolos Constitution, I hesitate to use the word Malolos Constitution because the people jump to the conclusion that it's it's a it's a Bulacan Constitution. The delegates in the in the original Constitution is as far as ano as far as Sabah and Guam. By the way, Guam was part of Philippine territory at that time, and, and Sabah. So we have delegates, a total of 210 delegates, who wrote the the Constitution that became the Philippine Constitution. Inaugurated on 1899. So federalism is very much into it. Parliamentary federalism. So thank you, thank you, Sir Magdamo. It's just at least magkatulong yun. How how I can explain it to our group, no? Actually, may I, Mr. Speaker, I would like to make a comment. So uh, Mike, uh, Mick, uh, is it Mike or Mick? How do I, how do we address it? My nickname is Mick. <laughs> Mick. Okay, Mick. In fact, uh, the way the way I have been suggesting that we start the idea of uh, this change to our people is to put the the parliamentarism uh, argument at the forefront with federalism in the background. Why do I say that? Parliamentarism right now, especially with its potent use of the question hour, can be a cure to this rampant corruption that is happening in government. When you have a question hour, when Marcos introduced uh, Batasan Pambansa as a parliament with Cesar Berata as prime minister, they really didn't have real question hours because Marcos didn't like to be questioned. But in our parliamentary setup that we want to go into, the question hour will play a strong part. I suggest that those of you who would like to know more about the question hour, you listen to the uh, YouTube record of the question hours of the United Kingdom Parliament, the Japanese Diet, if there are some translations of it, the Israeli uh, Parliament, as well as the, uh, uh, the uh, Indian Parliament, and they have uh, records of the question hour as they conduct it. The question hour, the leader of government, Prime Minister, every week has to face his peers because technically a Prime Minister is also an MP, Member of Parliament, and he gets elected to be the head of government, so he becomes Prime Minister. Every week he has to explain the actions of his government. And uh, if uh, some scandals rise up, if uh, things rise up, you don't have to wait for six years like what we have in a presidential system. His government administration will fall with a vote of a loss of confidence from his member peers. A, uh, in a presidential system, a president ask, uh, answering questions too, uh, answering questions propounded by powerless uh, press people is very different from the question hour that, a mem that the prime minister faces among his peers in parliament. 
because any time that he mishandles a question, any time that he doesn't have a proper explanation, his government, his administration will fall. And the president of the country will call a new election and the whole members of parliament can be changed overnight. We don't have to wait for uh, a term of office. And that is why uh, a parliamentary system for us is uh, very significant if we can shift to it. Now, why will I say that a federal system follows after that? Because we will have a multi-party system that will most likely um, convert or gravitate along ethno-linguistic lines. And this ethno-linguistic lines has a special geographic uh, uh, boundaries. And this natural ethno-linguistic boundaries will become the basis for the federal states that would emerge. 1899 constitution has a provincial department. And in that provincial department, there are large areas that would be tantamount to the uh, 12 or more than 12 ethno-linguistic uh, departments that we, ethno-linguistic groups that we have in the country. If uh, I would like to remind you that that particular provincial departments included the provincial department of Palau, the provincial department of Guam, and the provincial department of the Marianas. Those were under the uh, jurisdiction of Spain, which was taken over by the 1899 government. So when we talk about shifting to the 1899 constitution, we are shifting immediately to a parliamentary setup, which has this powerful question hour, which is a common tradition of all parliaments. It was also instituted already in the Spanish Cadiz constitution, which was the basis of our constitution, together with the French constitution, which was also used by our framers as a model for our own constitution. So parliamentarism is the, uh, is the sunlight that would expose all the maggots of corruption that is happening in our society through the exposure of this um, uh, maggots to sunlight. That is why parliamentarism is a very important feature of our shift. A lot of people confused us and put federalism in front and they allowed these oligarchs to have objections saying political dynasties will overwhelm it, which is not true. Because once you have a, multi-party systems that are real multi-party systems, we will be naturally dividing into ethno-linguistic lines and it would be more difficult for oligarchs to dominate an entire unitary government like us right now. Right now they just buy all 24 senators and they're done. Even if they have opposition senators because the 24 senators is a relic a dinosaur institution, they don't have enough to man committees, even an opposition senator man's chairmanship in committees. So ang mga oligarchs, pag tumaya sa senador, sigurado magiging chairman niya ng some committee. And from that committee, gagawa sila ng pera at babawiin nila yung kanilang pera na itinaya para sa senador na yan. Walang senador na hindi duluhod sa oligarko because right now, it is so large. Their campaign is so large. Kung ang dati ang ginagawa natin, yung 12 senatorial district, ang kanilang pakampanyahan lang ay ang region nila, hindi nila kailangan ng katulong mga oligarko. Pero ngayon, sa panahong ito, yung mga senador na yan, talagang lumuhod dyan sa mga oligarko. Nakita naman natin yan noong, uh, uh, ba yung uh, question about the ABS-CBN? Sinong lumaban sa ABS-CBN? Yung kongreso. Kasi yung kongreso, yung House of Representatives, 
they don't need ABS-CBN to be elected in very small district. But itong mga senador na to needed ABS-CBN air cover to get elected. So lahat sila tahimik. At sila tahimik, no? ABS-CBN ruling. Kasi hawak yung senado ng oligarko. The Senate is a very, very convenient instrument for the oligarchs to dominate our society. So that is why I have been also advocating wag tayong bumoto sa mga gustong magbalik sa Senado, yung mga dating senador. Kasi yan ang mga tao na nag-oppose doon sa effort ni Duterte early on to shift into federal parliamentary because they did not want their uh, chummy Senate club to be abolished. So uh, part of the sentiment I'm sharing with the group that we have here is wag nating botohan yung mga balik senado na yan kasi they actively or possibly oppose the shift that is needed for us to go into a parliamentary system. Uh, that's all, Mike. Okay, thank you, Professor uh, Hill. And uh, uh, for those who are here and who wants to say something, then uh, may you raise your hand, please. So for the time being that we are waiting for uh, Mike, Mike Alunan, you want to say something? Please unmute and uh, you're recognized. Mike Alunan or Mick? Prof Hill, you know that? You, if nobody wants to talk, you give the floor to John Carlo because he raised his hand earlier. Okay, Carlo, you have the floor. Carlo, you why? Carlo, you why? You have the floor no. now. Out there, Mike, the Mick would like to talk. Okay, Mick, you have the floor. Please unmute. Okay. I just like uh, to uh, acknowledge the presence of my colleagues here. Uh, Ronald uh, Ortilano of our Vice Chairman for Region 8. And uh, we have also the uh, President of MCRI for Negros uh, Island Chapter, Sir uh, Vincent Roa. Uh, Mr. Vincent Roa must be a first cousin of President Duterte. <laughs> yes, uh, we highly recognize the presence. And uh, if you want to say something, if you heard what uh, was being discussed before, then uh, okay, I am now giving you floor. So I think Professor Hill, if uh, uh, nobody wants to talk yet, yeah. then uh, you could proceed to to the question answer you are you are talking before. Uh, we can uh, right now have a social hour uh, because we are. I think Attorney Apollonia must not be feeling well, so he was he was not able to join us early on. She was supposed to be the first speaker at around uh, nine o'clock. So we're just waiting for attorney 
um, Attorney Al uh, Bitangkol to uh, talk about why the, uh, the legal the legal details why the Constitution of 1899 is still our legal constitution. He wrote several articles about that, published it in his column in Manila Times, and he will be expounding that in detail with us at about uh, at nine o'clock. Uh, at 10 o'clock later on, which is about 30 minutes away from now. Um, yes. uh, it's already something like uh, 9.30 there right now? Yeah, 9.35. 9.35. So anyway, okay. um, uh, using, let's use this hour to talk about recent developments uh, in our political scene. And um, as you know, as of uh, yesterday, the PDP Laban has nominated uh, Bongo for president and uh, Duterte as uh, vice president. So okay. uh, anybody has any reaction about that? Mukhang maliit na naman ito eh. Diba? Kasi paglapad na naman niya sa constitution eh. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Okay. So may tatalungin na ako muna ha, before ako mag-end dito. Okay, sir, Virgilio, pwede konti sa response sa question. Ano latest po sa pwedeng hearing ng August 5 po? Uh, Carlo, uh, for the time being, what I had mentioned before, uh, after the the resolution of uh, Attorney Posadas is that uh, uh, let's uh, discuss things one by one. We should not miss it because sometimes uh, uh, we lost our uh, memory of what was discussed before uh, talking uh, again another topics. Okay, okay. so, so uh, I, I am now recognizing uh, Engineer Pedrigon. And uh, okay, now Pedrigon, has the, you have the floor. Pedrigon is from Bicol, from Legaspi. Yes. yes, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Sir, may nangyari sa aking screen. Lumit masyado, wala na yung mga icons. So I cannot, uh, uh, I think, uh, raise even my hand. So it all depends on the uh, one in, in control now. Um, but anyway, if you can hear me, this is what I will, uh, or what I want to convey to the group. Uh, COVID situation, we were informed yesterday that the, the Delta variant has arrived in Legaspi City. But the clear note is that they say it came here even as early as July 7th. We were informed only yesterday. So in my reaction, I posted what are they doing or something like that? Are they playing with our minds just to justify the vaccination? They are not giving us proper information so that we will be able to make an informed decision regarding the COVID pandemic. That's one thing. Uh, second uh, information for regarding our grave problem in Albay, the power uh, crisis. Yesterday, uh, August 5, ERC had a, a virtual hearing with me and the uh, subsidiary of San Miguel Corporation, represented by its lawyer. 
I was able to prove that they were that they are guilty of violating the Magna Carta Article 18. Even the lawyer admitted that. However, when I pressed for penalty, the company resisted, saying they cannot be penalized because I am not the victim. They acknowledge only that I am a complainant. Therefore, they are free of any penalty because the victims are not saying anything. I am now consulting my lawyers. Unfortunately, lawyers here are quiet. I have tagged them. I have, some, uh, I have sent 1 p.m. to uh, uh, one of them, but I have not received any reply. I hope there is a lawyer in this group who can give me a response to that comment of the San Miguel lawyer. Thank you. Attorney Madama uh, maybe can say something. Attorney Mill. Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Hello. Hello. I I I failed to ano. Hello, attorney. Uh, can you please uh, repeat because I yes, I failed attorney. to Hello? Hello, attorney, can you, can you repeat the question? Oh, if you can hear me, this is it. Okay, okay. Uh, San Miguel Corporation subsidiary admitted guilt in violating the Magna Carta for ele Residential Electricity Consumers, Article 18, disconnecting paying com uh, consumers. There are 85 of them who were victimized. Now, I pressed for penalty. However, the lawyer of San Miguel responded by saying, they cannot be penalized because I, the complainant, am not a victim. What would you say, sir, as a lawyer? Uh, you can argue that, uh, is it pending in court? That's it, ERC po. Ah, still ERC? Uh, in ERC, you can oppose that. You can, uh, uh, I've attended the hearings in ERC and uh, you can file an opposition to that stand. Okay po. Uh, it's, it's a simple... Uh, Position paper. You have that standing to, you have that personality to oppose. I'm not a lawyer, but I am baffled. They you can, you can. Of the law. In ERC, you don't have to be a lawyer. Yes, yes. You can you file. Can Anybody can file there. Apo. So, there is a violation of the law, but no penalty can be imposed. Anong klaseng basa mayroon tayo? That's debatable. Uh, you just make your stand in ERC and Apo. if ERC sides with with the other side, with San Miguel, then you, you go to court. Okay, po. Sige, thank you. If the sides with you, then, then uh, there's no problem. Sige, po. Pero sabi po ng ERC at that time, they will not make any decision. Uh, but sabi ko naman, your decision, not to make a decision, is itself a decision. Ganun lang po natapos yung aming hearing. Uh, sino commissioners ngayon sa ERC? I think it is headed by Commissioner Agnes de Banadera. Yung moderator namin was Jobin Peralta. Anyway, just wait for the official uh, decision. Baka verbal lang sinabi yun. Is it on the record? Opo. Nag-promise sila. Bibigyan kami ng ano, minutes of the hearing. I, when, I, you receive, when, you re, when you receive that uh, written decision, then let's see. No? Baka, kasi baka may off the record lang yun. <laughs> They will deny it later on eh. Sige po. I will also uh, provide you a copy. Um, 
Thank you very much for attorney. That's all what I can say today. Uh, attorney Mill, uh, I think you have heard what uh, the resolution raised by uh, Attorney Posadas. I think you have heard. And he said that he will have to furnish your copy. But uh, other than that, uh, I think that is uh, also enough to uh, merge with uh, your plan as far as the barangay level approach is concerned. What, what can you say about it? Okay, naman. Uh, I, I think, uh, to me, I've read it. He, he, he circulated it in the messenger, in Facebook messenger. And, uh, I, me, it's just a... Uh, if anyone wants to add to it, to polish it, then okay. To me, it's okay. Na. We just have to ano, translate it into action. I mean, it's, it's nice to have resolutions, eh, but it's better to have actions. <laughs> to me, the, the resolution, the wording is uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It's well-written. Right? Okay, so <laughs> I think Attorney uh, Posadas, I think it's clear that Attorney uh, Magnamo is moving to that. Attorney um, Melchor. Are you referring to the June 12 resolution? Wait. Uh, because I the June 12 resolution there's, there's has been approved one. by the body and has ah, been circulated uh, widely. Um, the June 12 um, resolution uh, the, uh, calling for the adoption of the 1899 constitution. Ah, uh, yes. So that I must be the one. So this, uh, this resolution that uh, Attorney Posadas has crafted mm -hmm. now is sort of a drill down of that and has more details as a follow-up uh, resolution. And we have to restructure it by form okay. into the whereases as well as the proper dispositive portions. Uh, yeah, he, he will, we will have to go with you are the attorney. So you know how to format it properly also together with Attorney Posadas. And you can work with them on that. And maybe I can help with the substance to clarify the articulation of what we want to put into that uh, resolution. And he will present it again on uh, uh, the next plenary session next Saturday. Okay, okay, there's a new one. <laughs> yes, that's a new I'll, one. I will, I will read it. Yes. So uh, I posed the question to the group earlier that the PDP Laban has uh, nominated uh, Bo and Duterte as their presidential and vice presidential candidates. And I was uh, eliciting some reactions, what you think about it, and uh, so that we can discuss it, because we're using this now as a social hour to exchange uh, our own kuro-kuro na mga nangyayari dyan sa bansa ngayon. Si Lacton nagdeklara rin, gusto niyang kandidato. Si, uh, I think, Bongbong Marcos is also declaring and Pacquiao, after this fight with the Spence, win or lose, will also be declaring for the presidency. So any comments on this uh, present uh, election season that is uh, creeping on us now? Uh, I think Mick Feliciano wants to say something. Go ahead. Mick, you yes, have the floor. Uh, Professor Hill and uh, Mr. Speaker. Uh, as far as I... Uh, uh, no, the PDP uh, uh, selection of uh, Bongo and uh, 
uh, incumbent president to be the vice president is uh, it would seem like a dud no uh, it's a uh, a bait uh, that's that's how i see it because definitely uh, both uh, as far as i know since uh, i have been in Davao city for uh, in charge of the uh, tribal minorities of Davao and working under the, the then mayor Duterte I I would rather believe that it's a uh, it's a dud it's a, it, it's a uh, uh, a bait for other other groups to uh, really not uh, to, to really look into and uh, be uh, be deceived <laughs> that's how I see it thank you Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, uh, you can go ahead and uh, uh, recognize anyone you would like, even if they're not raising their hands. Where is the speaker now? He disappeared. I lost, I lost my uh, internet connection, so sometimes I'm very sorry for that. Okay, for those uh, who want to do something, then uh, Mam Wilma, can you say, do you have some question or what? Well, uh, Mr. Speaker, can I have the floor? Okay, okay, go ahead. I think... Uh, we are, sub we are being subject to a parade of personalities and we are being treated to ad hominem of uh, people uh, on uh, would-be presidentials like uh, Mani Pacquiao has been heavily clobbered uh, by uh, recently by, uh, by uh, this Pastor Kiboloy, the appointed son of God. He has been looking for the... Uh, a valid uh, certificate of, uh, of what's this? A diploma from uh, from uh, Pacquiao, and some people of Pacquiao has responded saying they are also looking for the appointment papers of uh, of uh, Pastor Kiboloy as the appointed son of God, and so far, uh, Pastor Kiboloy has not uh, given any appointment papers to show that he is really the appointed son of God. So this kind of uh, ad hominem attacks are what is being given to us by this, uh, uh, what do you call this, these clowns in our governance. Uh, realignments are only significant if, for instance, uh, two political personalities join together to forge an effort to country to parliamentarism. Then that is the political realignment that is significant. But nobody's talking about this. The Philippine political class is so afraid of the parliament's question hour because they don't want to question uh, their uh, use of public power for private ends after they have won the uh, six-term tenure for a president that they have invested on. Because Pag nanakaw nila sa gobyerno ay tuloy-tuloy during the six-month term. And now you see a situation, um, I think some are, p are noticing, a massive uh, fight between uh, uh, Bongo 
I think, huh? Bongo and some other people who don't like him within the camp of Duterte. Oh, uh, but these Bongo people who are well in Wisconsin government, they're not sure that Bongo can become president, is uh, rapidly starting up the wealth of the nation that they can uh, go get away with uh, in all these things that they're doing. Well, all of those statements of mine are anecdotal. If, uh, like, uh, if like Pacquiao, I am challenged to present evidence, I don't have the power of Sabina like Senator Pacquiao and I cannot gather this evidence. But this is what is circulating among the uh, different coffee shops in uh, Manila and in the Philippines that I am in contact with. So I'm sharing this with you. These are just chismisan ngayon, ano? kasi wala naman tayong magawa. Habang hinihintay natin si Atty. Albitangkol, but I would like to know, ano bang makasasagap nyo dyan mismo kayo naman? Uh, I, uh, Professor uh, Hill, all I could say is uh, as far as uh, election is concerned, then uh, let's leave that to Article 1, Article 2, I mean, of the Constitution. So far that uh, 18, 1987 Constitution is still uh, exist, but we have also to continue adopting the 1989 uh, so that uh, we could uh, give proper solution to all the problems we are facing right now. So... Uh... Milchor Magdamo has just posed a question, kung mamatay daw si Duterte dahil sa sino ba, anong gagawin natin ngayon? Uh, meron siya sabi, uh, there is a neater answer under the 1987 Constitution. There is a deeper answer under the 1899 Constitution. What is your answer? Okay. Wala akong answer. Ano ba? Meron ba kayong answer dyan? <laughs> Kung mamatay nga naman si Duterte, the under the 1987 Constitution, di si Lenny Robredo ang president. Hindi ba? Ano nyo? No, ano? Sirit na lang. Sirit. Attorney Magdamo, sirit. Sabihin mo na sagot. Okay, Attorney Mel. Wala bang gusto sumagot? Ang dami nating bago dito from MCRIP, ano? Philippines for Visayas. Baka, I think we'll ask Vincent Trawa because relative to President uh, Duterte. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Unmute. 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 Hindi naman narinig ang sinabi mo. Vincent. Unmute. ka. Oh, yes, sir. For now, I am hearing your opinion regarding. <laughs> For now, I am still. Uh, hearing your opinions, other opinions, so that I can make my own uh, observation also. And uh, later on, I'll just uh, uh, tell the group on of, on how uh, I uh, more or less, kung ano nakita natin na scenario in the future. 
Um, I'm still on standby, sir. Hearing your opinions. Uh, siyempre, you. yung sabot-sabot ko, under the 1987 Constitution, di si Lenny Robredo mag-take over. Ano ngayon ang masasabi niya dyan? Maganda naman si Lenny. Uh, parang tarskir ang mga mata niya. Matatapigyan eh. Sabi ng iba, Miss Lenny Robredo, Miss BP, magpakabanar na na lang. Huwag ka na tumakbong presidente. Well, you know, of course, that the uh, alleged cover boy of the, pre of the vice president is Congressman Banal, no? Kaya sabi ng iba, magpakabanal na lang siya. <laughs> Pero let's see, there are no uh, members among the uh, beautiful sex uh, who are with us uh, making any comment. We have uh, Miss Jiang Songwansada, Corazon Malifis, Maleficiente. Di-unmute mo ako. Marami sila, pero wala silang sinasabi. Okay, Amada P. Sandot, Elisa Flores, Annalie Leonardo. Uh, they are just observing us, guys, uh, talking and making chismis, no? Ayan, well, let's... si John Consada gusto magsalita. Okay. Mag-unmute tayo, unmute kay John. Ayan. Hello, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Oh, yeah, good morning. Uh... Ah, uh, tungkol po doon sa nauna no, kanina pa ako gusto sana mag-comment. Kaso mo hindi po ako na-unmute. Ay, hindi ka um, naka-unmute. Ano Opo, hindi po na-unmute eh, nung the first time that I was called. So anyway, now that I'm unmuted, uh, I can see my piece. Um, pasensya na po no, kasi I'm only uh, I'm 50 years old and I have no idea about the 1899 Constitution. Um so, hindi po lahat kasi aware of the 1899 Constitution. So, pagpaumanhin niyo po. Uh, I'm only aware of the 1987 Constitution. Ang concern ko lang po is that um, yung nangyayari po ngayon, no, yung current na nangyayari sa atin ngayon, kung ano po ang, um, ang pwedeng gawin no, to stop this madness na lahat na lang mandatory no uh, since hindi po kasi lahat nagbabasa ng ating mga constitution or our constitutional rights no our people are easily scared and threatened no lalo na po ngayon kung napapansin niyo no na bago po tayo nag-lockdown no may mga sinabi na pag hindi ka nagpabakuna after after this lockdown on 20, on the 25th of August they will implement the no entry in any business establishment and so on and so forth. So halos po lahat, dahil sa takot, hindi dahil sa they are informed no, kung anong mayayari sa kanila, they all flock to the vaccination centers. So sirs, um, sa ngayon, medyo may kakulangan po tayo sa pag-eeduka o pag-i-inform dun sa mga karapatang pantao po natin. So ang inaano ko po sa inyo, ano po ang pwedeng gawin no ng mga tao ngayon? Kasi hindi ah. po tama that they are forced, coerced sa sa mga ganitong uh, halimbawa sa vaccination who are only months away uh done or lumabas lang a few months a few months ago lang na ginawa. 
No, this is not like the vaccines that we used to take when we were small. No, these are experimental vaccines. And as you can see, marami pong injured or resulted in deaths. So yun po ang gusto kong malaman po talaga on your part since marami po sa inyo ang bihasa sa batas. Uh, Ma'am, uh, all I could say, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, I think uh, you can Google uh, Republic Act 11.525, which was signed by President Duterte last February 26. At maliwanag ang sinasabi doon that the vaccination card shall not be considered as an additional mandatory requirement for education, employment, etc. So then uh, if you heard something that vaccination is really necessary, I think they are violating the Republic Act uh, 11.525 as well as the Constitution. But however, uh, because uh, uh, for that matter, I leave to the people to Google uh, Republic Act 5, uh, 11.525. Okay po, sige. Nabanggit niyo po yan that he, he already signed that. No? O nagpalabas po siya ng ganyang ordinansa. But what is, uh, ano po itong naririnig natin sa kanya? No? Uh, weeks, a few weeks, or just been days now na sinasabi niya na, na yung mga hindi pa nagpapabakuna, mandating the local government units and the local barangays and the Department of Health to look for those who haven't gotten their second dose or who haven't taken the vaccines yet na nakaschedule. No, kasi hindi natin masisisi yung iba na natatakot sila. That's why they don't want to take their chances. Secondly, sina itong mga uh, huli, sinabi ni President Duterte sa pagkakatanda ko at nakita ko sa print, na for all I care if you all die. No? And, uh, uh, now I am beginning to question, no? uh, si President Duterte po ba ay uh, psychologically sane pa? to run this country, saying different things, threatening Filipino people to take a vaccine that is just months old. Hindi ko na po maintindihan eh. And the people, the Filipino people are so damn scared. Well, uh, that is another issue to be resolved. However, yesterday we filed a petition in the Supreme Court and uh, I think you can Google or you, I refer you to the uh, memorandum of uh, the DOH na hindi na mandatory ang vaccination. Kahapon lang nabasa. Sa Facebook mabasa okay man. Okay. okay po. Thank you so much po. Kasi people need to know that no one should be or must be forced no, to take a vaccine that is just months old. Tapos, uh, dapat po, wala pong kahit sino, kahit sinong local government unit, mayor, governor, na dapat nagpapalabas na no, uh, no vaccine, no entry. Kasi this is really driving the Filipinos crazy. As you can see, no, kung na na nakikita nyo po, not only in social media, but also in, in, um, on television, no, na nag nagpa-flock po sila lahat to the point na yung yung term na di mahulugang karayom is already applicable, hindi lang figuratively. Ay, marami pong tao natatakot na, na mabar ang kanilang, ang kanilang karapatan. Like yung, yung kilala kong two seniors, the reason why na napilitan silang magpabaksin because pinuntahan sila sa bahay at sinabihan na nakaschedule sila. Tapos pag ayaw nila, hindi sila makakalabas ng bahay. So mga ganitong sitwasyon. 
or hindi ka makakapunta ng mall, makakapamili, no? Pag wala ka, pag hindi ka bakunado. So this is really driving the Filipinos mad, no? Hindi na nila maintindihan sino ba talaga ang dapat sundin? Ano ba talaga batas ba to o o no, no, no nananakot lang? No, well, di, parang me. feeling ko po, ano, pakiramdam ko po, this is already a sci, a psyops war between Filipinos and and the and the rule of law, no? Sabi ko nga po sa inyo kanina, hindi po lahat ng Pilipino, like probably 80 million Filipinos or less than. Sabi natin, pababainan natin, uh, 50 million Filipinos para pong hindi po sila nakakapagbasa na, 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 ng 19, 1987 Constitution Bill of Rights. So well, ano po ang yun na nga po yung eto po yung punto ko po talaga na gusto ko pong uh, I was hoping that somebody can can help me no understand and what can be done kasi para well, po maintain well, natin yung peace and order at yung sanity ng mga Pilipino. Ma'am noted uh, that and uh, magising Marlika is uh, I think uh, they are already filing uh, or they filed already the case about coercion. Because that is purely coercion. And uh, by the way, I am now recognizing uh, the presence of uh, Attorney Al Bitangol and uh, uh, Bartolome Sagadal. You are raising your hand. Then, okay, go ahead. You have the floor. Please unmute and say something. Ah, Mr. Saga, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Ah, for for your information, po ako ay para tus ma ma bigyan lang po ako ng ah importansya yung aking mindset. I am a candidate for public administration. I am a chaplain of the DGNP, and I am a member of the Philippine for Visayas Federal Movement. The chairman of the Samar Island. First, sana ang suggestion ko, wag mo na siguro tayo mag-entertain ng mga unrelated issues and concerns. I think we need to focus sa ating pag-inag-uusapan na shadow Congress and Constitution issue kasi nawawala sa track yung linya ng ating pag-uusapan, ang focus ng ating pag-uusapan. Although I have also my mindset on bilang isang pari yung moral issue, because in our faith we can we have to manifest our our preservation of life. Depende kasi yan sa punto di bista eh. Kanino ba buhay ang ating inaalagaan? Buhay ng marami o buhay ng ilan? Because our faith mandates. Jesus said, I came to give life and have it to the full. Kaninong buhay bang magkaroon ng fullness of life? Buhay ba ng iilan o buhay ng nakararami? Gusto ba natin mangyari ang nangyari sa India? Kung hindi tayo magpapaksin, lesser evil para sa akin yung vaccination. Para sa akin, this is for my protection, I decided. So, wag muna siguro ito. Dito lang muna tayo sa Constitution kasi ma mawawala tayo, maliligaw po tayo. Uh, uh, Mag-post lang muna ako dito sa issue na, na sinabi ko. Pero I would like to suggest to focus on the discussion on our Constitution. Thank you po. 
Try to recognize our speaker. Nabanggit ko na kanina yan. And now we are recognizing our speaker, Atty. Albitanggol. Atty. Albitanggol, you have the floor now. We have to let her unmute, and I think uh, Mel Logood, can you unmute him? Hello? Ayan, naka-unmute na po. Okay. Sige, welcome, Attorney Bitangkol, to our little gathering. Uh, good morning to, to everybody. Good morning. Yes, uh, well, Attorney Bitangkol is the famous columnist of Manila Times, and his column is All Insight. It has all the kinds of insights that will trouble people in power. So now he will tell us why our constitution is still our legal constitution of 1899. Thank you, Mr. Bitang Attorney Bitangkol. Okay, so can I take the floor, Mr. Ramos? Yes, it's yours. It's okay, yours. so will this be a formal speech, or can I make it informal, or whatever? You can do whatever you want. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> as long as we understand. Uh, anyway, so let me make it semi-formal. All right. Uh, to the members of this August body, I do not know if I have to address you parliamentarians or what. Anyway, it is a privilege to be invited to speak before you. And ladies and gentlemen, good morning to everyone. As we all know, the 1899 Philippine Constitution, popularly known and studied in our schools as the Manolos Constitution is our first duly crafted Philippine-made constitution. The representatives of the people led at the time by Pedro Paterno, the president of the Congress, voted, decreed, and approved the political constitution of the Philippine Republic on January 20, 1899. And take note that it was approved and commended to take effect because it is the sovereign will of the Filipino people. This was done on January 21, 1899 by the then president of the revolutionary government, Emilio Aguinaldo. Let me take you to some of the salient points of this constitution. First and foremost is the creation of a free and independent republic. This is based on uh, Article 2 of the said constitution. Let me share you my screen. I'm sharing my screen. Yeah, we don't see you. Uh, now your screen is there now. Okay. Okay. So let me take you to Article 2. Okay. In Likewise, recognizes the sovereignty 
resides exclusively in the people. Take note of this Article 3. La soberania reside exclusivamente en el pueblo. This simply means that all sovereignty resides exclusively on the people. So it cannot be with anybody else. And take note, if you will look at Article 4 or Article 4, that as early as this time, the framers of the Constitution knew the evil effects of a rubber stamp Congress. This is the collusion between the executive and the legislative branches, which we can see right now. And Article 4, it says here, El gobierno de la república es popular, representativo, alternative, irresponsable, and so on. This means that any two or more of these three powers shall never be united in one person or cooperation, nor the legislative power vested in one single individual. Ito po yung uh, depositarse el legislativo en un solo individuo. Why is that so? Because if you concentrate the power, let's say in the executive, or you concentrate the power in one person, the president, then this will be subject to abuse. And that is what is happening right now in our country. If there is a collusion between the legislative and the executive, again, abuse can happen. Take note that the supposedly three branches of the government, the legislative, the executive, and the judiciary are supposed to be independent of each other. What is another important point in the Manolo's Constitution? This is in Article 73 or Article 73, wherein the Council of the Government, El Consejo de Gobierno, es componente de un presidente y siete secretarios que tendrán de negocios extranjeros, interior, hacienda, guerra y marina, instrucción pública, comunicaciones, obreo públicos, agricultura, industrias y comercio. This simply means that the Council of the Government, based on the 1899 Constitution, is composed of the President and seven secretaries. Ito po yung foreign affairs, negocios extranjeros, Ito po yung interior, Department of the Interior, uh, Agriculture, Guerra e Marina, this is the Army and the Navy, Instruction Publico, this is the Public Education, Comunicaciones y Obras Publicas, this is the Public Works and Communications, and lastly, Agriculture and Commerce. Now, is this constitution still alive? Well, let's go back. Let's go back here. If we look at the 1899 Manolos Constitution, this is at the bottom of my screen now. Okay. 
which was approved on January 21, 1899, supposedly the Philippine Organic Act of 1902 was enacted on July 1, 1902. But take note, this was done by the United States Congress, okay? not by the Filipino people. The Joseph of 1960, again, this was done by the United States Congress on August 29, 1960. The next constitution that was supposedly Filipino-made is the 1935 constitution. This was approved by the 1934 Constitutional Convention. And take note again, certified by the United States on March 25, 1935. So again, these three are all under the auspices of the United States of America. So the 1943 constitution, this was done under the Japanese occupation. And so we cannot say that this is a truly independent Filipino constitution. So basically what we now have is the 1899, the 1935, the 1973, and then the present one, which is the 1987 constitution. But ladies and gentlemen, it is my premise that the Philippines' first constitution is alive and binding. And let me tell you why in a few moments. Okay. How do you repeal a law? Normally, a new law should have a repealing clause to obliterate the old law. What is a repealing clause? The legal definition of a repealing clause is that clause in a statute prevailing, repealing a previous enactment. The word repeal, if used as a verb, means to cancel, invalidate, or to annul. Let's take an example. If I may be making a new law, at the end of the law, I could put there a repealing clause. All laws and parts of previous laws in conflict herewith are hereby repealed. Okay, so that is very clear. Or I can be very specific to the point of the actual law that I have to repeal. So for example, I would say act number one, two, three, four is hereby repealed, okay? And then there are two types of repeal. It can be expressed or implied. But again, a repeal simply said is a removal or reversal of a law. A law can be repealed without a new replacement, or a law can be repealed by a replacement law. So there are really two possibilities. There can also be a partial repeal. So for example, I will be repealing only certain provisions of an old law and replace it with the new provisions of the new law. Okay, a full repeal, <clears throat> will occur when the entire law in itself is repealed. Okay? The types of repeal, no? It can be expressed or implied. What is the distinction? 
Express repeal happens when it is specifically stated in the statute to repeal an earlier statute. Again, using the example, I would say Act number one, two, three is hereby repealed. Whereas an implied repeal ensures that when two laws are inconsistent, the newer law shall repeal the older law insofar as it is inconsistent with the newer law. Okay? Now, there is always a problem if there is only implied repeal. And these problems will arise in the future. So to avoid legislative problems and spare the court from interpreting and harmonizing the laws, implied repeals are always avoided. In fact, in the United States, it's code itself, no? United States code expressly rejects implied repeals. That is to avoid future legislative problems. And take note that our laws, most of it anyway, are patterned before the laws of the United States. So in which case, implied repeal should not be done at all. Okay. Did the 1935 Constitution repeal the 1899 Constitution? Okay, this is the 1935 Constitution. It was adopted by the Constitutional Convention on February 8, 1935, headed by then Clara M. Recto as president of the convention. If you will be reading the provisions of the 1899 Constitution and the 1935 Constitutions. There are a lot of common ones. However, there are still some provisions that sticks out from the other. The 1935 Constitution should have a revealing, a repealing clause, but surprisingly, it never had one. Okay. There was no express repeal in that constitution. Similarly, there is no repealing clause that might give effect to an implied repeal. So therefore, there is only one constitution. The 1935 constitution did not repeal the 1899 constitution. So on that logic alone, we could say that the 1899 constitution remains in force and binding, and it survived the 1935 Constitution. Okay. See, the 98, okay. Now, let's go to the 1973 Constitution. This Constitution came into effect on the noon of January 17, 1973. This was after the Filipino people approved it in a referendum on January 10 to 15 of 1973. You can see here on this screen, the no? portion, the percentage of the Filipinos supposedly who approved the 1973 constitution. Okay. Let's go to Article 17. Section 16 of Article 17, part of the transitory provisions. 
it clearly states this constitution shall take effect immediately upon its ratification by a majority of the votes cast in the plebiscite called for the purpose and except as herein provided shall supersede the constitution of 1935 and all amendments thereto okay so what is the effect the 1973 constitution superseded the 1935 constitution but how about the 1899 the 1899 constitution remains there because the 1973 constitution did not even mention it it only superseded the 1935 constitution did you get the drift the 1935 did not overturn the 1899 the 1973 superseded the 1935. So the 1899 is still there. Okay. Now, going to the present in the 1987 constitution, this was ratified on February 2, 1987. And part of the transitory provisions, okay, this is now in Article 18. Section 27, it says here, this constitution shall take effect upon its ratification by a majority of the votes cast in a plebiscite held for the purpose and shall supersede all previous constitutions. Now, question, did it repeal the 1899 constitution? In my opinion, it did not. It simply superseded it. But what is the difference between repeal and superseding? Okay. I look at it online. This is the difference between the words. Okay. In repeal, it says here to recall, to summon, to suppress or revocation, repeal of a statute. Repeal of a law or a usage. Take note of the last definition for repeal. This is the one that applies to laws and statutes. In supersede, it does not, does not say here whether it has to be repealed at all. It can be upgraded, it can be set aside, it can be replaced, or it can even be upgraded. But this is the standard definition online. So, I decided to get the definition from Black's Law Dictionary. The Black's Law Dictionary is the primary resource for legal terms. Okay? It says a repeal, the abrogation or annulling of a previous existing law by the enactment of a subsequent statute which declares that the former law shall be revoked or abrogated. And it is called express repeal. Okay? To pedering, there is an implied repeal. Okay? Now, what is the definition of supersede from Black's Law Dictionary? Supersede, it says obliterate, set aside, replace, make void, 
inefficacious or useless. Okay, to set aside, render unnecessary, suspend or state. Now, this is the legal definition. There is a big difference between repeal and supersede. Take note that in supersede, it says you only suspend or stay. All right? So the statute is still there, but it might be suspended at the moment. There is a stay, but it is still there. It is not repealed or totally revoked. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, with all the foregoing, it is my humble opinion that the 1899 Philippine Constitution persists. Maraming salamat po. Thank you. Palakpakan tayo. Uh, thank you, Attorney Al Bitangol. And uh, uh, anybody wants to interpolate uh, Attorney Bitangol? I can see somebody raising uh, their hands. Uh, Jeffrey Balse was raising his hand earlier. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Balse, you have the floor. Please unmute. Jeffrey Balse, you have the floor now. Is he still with us? Maybe he left. Hmm? Ah, he left. So, Mike, you want to interpolate uh, Attorney Bitangol? Michael Alunan. Uh, well, I appreciate the, the revival of something historical and the interpolations done earlier by Hill and many points raised and also the ideas raised by Willie. Congressman Willie. Uh, uh, so I just want to raise a maybe some uh, a valid maybe perception of many people. Uh, in, isn't it uh, to that in jurisprudence there is a concept of certain lapsability or it may not be explicit but deemed repealed if it's not. I, I mean, although you discussed that earlier, no. So on that argument, and eka uh, pag nalipasan sa sa panahon, baka it will take uh, so much effort. Well, I, I do agree. No, let's say that can be the North Compass, but to achieve to get to that North Compass, you have to go through strategies to a roadmap that may possibly. Uh, uh, lead you to go left and right, up and down, zig and zag, to humps and bumps, maybe to some detours, to some etc. Because uh, the passage of time somehow has has created some hurdles and obstacles for us to be able to achieve that. So you need, in the possibly, uh, some some tactical or strategic program so to speak i don't know whatever it is 
So you can move that idea of revising, reviving a that historical uh, uh, legal thing, no? uh, and, and so bring it back to the past, but at the same time, bring it back to the present. Uh, support people to appreciate. So, Ibig Saben, I appreciate we elevate the level of discussion to higher higher level, but same time, we need also to bring down issues to lower level so it can be appreciated to a mass, uh, to the mass, uh, masses, no? to the hoi poloi, so to speak. The, because that's only when it gains it gains traction when it gains some mass appeal uh, it, it can gain momentum that way Kumbaga, merong, uh, something abstract can become concrete so to speak so but i'm i'm amazed with you know uh, i'd want to if possible can get a copy of both Attorney Magdamo, uh, Mel Magdamo, and Attorney uh, Pitangol's uh, presentation. Uh, the reason I'm also here because I, I, I love uh, ideas, discourse, etc. No? I'm not I'm not a, an expert in legal. That's not my line. No? But uh, I do appreciate the, the 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 legal discourse, the historical. Uh, it's just how to bring it uh, that it will gain traction and gain momentum so level of because uh, anything of this magnitude uh, requires uh, some seismic uh, parang, uh, massive ano, massive support and to gain that massive support we need to bring it down from abstract to something. Uh, I don't know how, 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 or whatever. I don't know, but but, it's, uh, but, but, but I do deeply appreciate the concepts. Uh, Professor Hill, uh, I'm I am not I am not uh, interpolator, but uh, I want to say something uh, as far as the 1899 Constitution is concerned. So, ang yeah. akin pananaw dyan, ang akin pananaw dyan ay ganito. Your real father, our real father is 1899 Constitution. And our mother married the 1935 Constitution and again remarried in 1946. Can we consider the 1935 husband of our mother as well as 1946 as our real father? Or shall we look into the real father which is the 1899 Constitution. So, kung ako, kung ako ang tatanungin, ang tunay kong tatay ang aking hanapin, hindi yung uh, ilang asawa ng aking nanay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that is uh, my, I am not a lawyer, but that is my uh, legal point of view. Thank you. Attorney Betangol, can you please uh, react to that? Do uh, I am right or I am wrong? Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Lorke. Uh, this is in response to Mr. Alunan's uh, commentary a few minutes ago. Uh, take note that a law, unless it is repealed, will still be there, no matter how long. It will be there forever and ever. 
And one example is that during the conviction of Maria Reza of CNN, uh, Rappler, okay, an obscure law was used by the judge to convict her. It was an old, antiquated, obscure law that nobody thought was there. And she used that as a basis for the conviction. So in the same manner, now addressing your concern that it should gain traction and that it should have appeal to the people, then we can harmonize. Let's look at the provisions of the 1899 Constitution. Let's look at the provisions of the 1987 Constitution. Harmonize them point by point and see if there is a deficiency in the present. If there is a deficiency in the present constitution, then we can use the old provision in the, ninth, in the 1899 constitution to address such problem. So that will be a really big work for us. But then again, that would, I think, answer the queries of Mr. Alunan. Okay, so Professor Hill, uh, you have the floor. Well, uh, thank you for the um, concise and uh, precise uh, presentation of uh, Attorney Bitangkol. Uh, salamat ako at pinagpaunlakan nyo kami, Attorney. Kasi alam nyo po, itong Shadow Congress walang budget. Wala kaming pork barrel, kaya wala kaming may bibigay na honorarium sa inyo. Pero salamat lang at kayo nagpunta at kami naliwanagan tungkol dyan sa ating constitution. At itong mga katanungan ngayon, katulad ng sinasabi ni Michael Alunan, na kailangan magkaroon ng mass effort to understand it. Kaya nga itong ginagawa natin ngayon. Kaya nga tayo mayroong Congress, 1899 Congress. Moto proprio, we assign ourselves as the caretaker of the spirit of the 1899 Constitution. And uh, every time we get together, I ask the question and we raise issues. Uh, kung kung uh, ang mga congressman natin noong 1899 ang nakaupo ngayon, ano kaya ang kanilang sasabihin sa isyo ito? Kasi ang ating kasaysayan ay naputol dahil sa cultural na, it's a cultural curtain that was imposed on our history ng mga Amerikano. Wala nung uh, dumating ang mga Amerikano, eh, ang ginawa nila, eh, pinanas nila yung memory natin ng uh, Espanyol at pinalitan ng Ingles. So ang karamihan ng ating mga nalalaman tungkol sa mga uh, kasaysayan ng panahon na nangyari yung 1890 to 1899 uh, period ng ating kasaysayan ay karamihan na uh, translated from the Spanish. Hindi na natin nabasa yung original. Uh, kaya nga nakita nyo yan sa presentasyon ni Attorney uh, Bitangkol na pinakita niya sa atin na uh, ang original na Spanish words ng uh, uh, ating constitution kasi sabi nga ng mga karamihan sometimes uh, many things are lost in the translation kaya mabuti na nakikita natin ang original yun din ang mga nangyari sa atin sa ating uh, kasaysayan kaya nga kung ang uh, nasa likod ng katanungan ni Mike Alunan ay kung paano natin gagawin ito sa mga maraming diskusyon natin sa web at saka sa maraming mga postings na nagawa ko na rin na nagawa ng mga iba na napag-usapan namin katulad ni Attorney Melchor Magdamo yung kanyang presentation about uh, 
the uh, uh, the constitutional volcano kung nakita nyo yun ang sinasabi niya doon ay may mga paraan kung paano tayo babalik at uh, paano natin ma-hibernate ang ating 1899 constitution sinabi ko na ang isang proposal natin ay pinapanawagan natin tulad ng gustong uh, uh, resolution ngayon na ipasa ni uh, Attorney uh, Robert Posadas na ang tinatawagan natin ay ang uh, armed forces natin na sila ay mag uh, sabi kong mag uh, renew ng kanilang dating pledge of allegiance sa ating uh, 1899 constitution. Uh, I want to point out sa lahat ng ating army, alam niyo po, they celebrate uh, 124 years of uh, anniversary, no? Kasi ang kanilang uh, foundation year, binabalik nila doon sa 1897. Nung ginawa ng, uh, yung, yung ginawa ang katipunan army as the Philippine Army, at uh, yun ang, yung ating uh, naging unang uh, head niyan ay si Bonifacio, tapos si Ricarte, nang naging chief of staff ng panahon ng 1899 constitution. Ang ating Navy ganun din. Ang ating Navy, ang kanilang ginagawa, they are celebrating 123 of uh, being the Philippine Navy. Bakit nila ginawa yun? Kasi ang, uh, ang mga flotila ng mga Espanyol na sinurender sa katipunan ng unang bugso ng panalo ng mga persa ng revolusyon natin, ay inassemble nila at ginawang Philippine Navy noong 1898. Kaya ang kanilang celebrasyon ng kanilang pagiging Navy, Philippine Navy, ay 123 years old. At sa katunayan ngayon, ang mga persang yan, yan ang unang nagbigay ng allegiance to protect and defend our Constitution. And that allegiance still theoretically stands. Kahit na nagkaroon na ng pagbabago, bakit? Si Makapagal ginawa niyang June 12 ang ating deklarasyon ng independence kasi na-recognize niya ang mga ginawa, ang mga pagpupunyagi ng ating mga, ng ating mga ninuno. Pero, kaya nga inalis niya doon. Pero ang katotohanan, kung ating uh, pinagbigyan ng uh, kahalagahan yung deklarasyon natin na June 28, uh, June uh, 19, 1898 na tayo ay naging malaya, bakit hindi natin isinagawa at uh, iminungkahing ibalik ang tunay na kapangyarihan o soberanya ng konstitusyon na kasama ng pagkupunyaging yun? Ang 1899 Philippine Constitution. Bakit tayo magsisinebra ng martyrdom ni Jose Rizal tuwing uh, December 30 ng pinatay siya ng mga Kastila? Ang kamatayang yon ang nagbunsod sa ating mga ninuno na lumaban sa Kastila at tayo magdeklara ng, sarili, ng kasarinlan. Tapos hindi rin natin i-recognize na yun ay ang ating constitution na dapat sundin ay ang 1899 constitution. Naintindihan ko ito noong 1935. Kasi noong 1935, ang batang-batang si... Uh, uh, Claro yung recto ay napaligiri, napaligiran ng mga deputy speakers niya sa kanyang constitutional convention na mga dating tauhan ni Aguinaldo. Kaya maaaring yan ang isang dahilan kung bakit walang repealing clause ang ating 1935 constitution. 
Kung maalala nyo, noong 1930s, magulong-magulo ang mundo. At si Artemio Ricarte po ay tumakbo. Nung matalo ang global cost tayo ng Amerikano, tumakbo si Japan, si uh, Artemio Ricarte sa, sa Japan. At alam ng mga dating katiponero na may komunikasyon sila kay, uh, kay uh, Ricarte at maaaring magkagulo ang kapangyarihan ng Amerika sa buong Pilipinas. Kaya hindi nila... Uh, gumawa, hindi sila gumawa ng any repealing clause sa ating 1935 Constitution. Nakakala nyo noong 1930s, uh, nakakagulo na rin sa Europa. Uh, ang Hapon ay nasa Manchuria na. Ang, uh, sa Europa ay nagkakaroon na ng mga crisis sa uh, Sudetenland ng uh, Alemania at saka Britanya. At pinasok na ang Austria. Kumagulo ang mundo ng panahon na yun. Kaya naniguro ang ating mga founding fathers na nakapaligid kay Reto na huwag magkaroon ng pag-repeal sa ating 1935 Constitution. Nang pumasok na nga si General Homa at uh, bumalik na uh, pinasok na niya ang Pilipinas, kasama si Artemio Ricarte. At kayo ba ay hindi nagtataka kung bakit nakita natin si General Aguinaldo na naka-uniforme ng hapon? Na-uniforme kasi sila kaagad ay sumali sa grupo ni Ricarte. Kasi ang kalaban ng kalaban ko ay kaibigan ko. Nung kinalaban ng hapon uh, ng Amerika, siyempre ang dating kalaban ng Amerika na yung ating mga ninuno ay kumampi doon sa kalaban ng Amerika na hapon. Ito ay hindi tinuturo sa atin. Sinasabi ng mga collaborator sila, hindi po. Sila po ay mga nagpili lang sa ngayon. Ang kalaban ng kalaban nila ay magiging kaibigan nila. Kaya lang ang hapon naman, hindi sumunod sa kasunduan na gustong gawin ng ating mga ninuno na ibalik ang ating 1899 Constitution. Hindi sinunod lang hapon nun kasi gusto na rin nilang sakupin under the Empire of Japan yung ating bansa. Kaya gumawa sila ng Japanese Puppet Constitution. Pero yun ay minungkahi ng ating mga ninuno. Kaya nga sana papayag doon si Jose Abad Santos kung yun ang ginawa ng hapon. Pero since hindi ginawa ng hapon yun, hindi pumayag si Abad Santos, kaya Jose Abad Santos, kaya siya ipinatay ng mga Hapon. So ngayon, ang mga maaar natin gawin ay balikan ang kasaysayan nato at ating limiin kung paano natin may uh, hibernate ang ating constitution. At meron na pong mga nakasulat tungkol dyan at uh, pwede natin pag-usapan sa mga susunod na sesyon ng ating uh, 1899 Congress kung paano natin gagawin yan. Maraming salamat po. Okay, thank you for the clear explanation, Professor Hill. And any reaction to that? I'm sorry if I cannot see your hand raising because I have problem with my monitor. So, ah, ah, Antonio Posadas. Yes. You have the floor. Okay. So, can... Yes, uh, to Attorney uh, Bitangkol. Um, in every democratic constitution, there is this uh, everlasting permanent principle of... Uh, that the all sovereignty reside or resides in the people. 
being the uh, people or the people's it, uh, wills is the creator of the constitution or contract, so to speak, to govern themselves orderly and peacefully. So therefore, the, a constitution, especially the 1899 constitution, is a living contract. And in every contract, there are elements or contract or a corporation. And in every contract or a corporation, there is always a provision for or the elements of abolishing itself or, dissolu or dissolution or to uh, have the uh, provisional mechanism for changing itself or abolishing itself. So can that be a valid analogy, uh, Attorney Bitangkol? Attorney Bitangkol, uh, please uh, response. Panyero, uh, I would assume that, uh, now, first of all, I agree with you, Panyero, that the Constitution is a living contract. And it's a contract that governs the people, the sovereign will of the people, together with that of the government. And yes, uh, that is the purpose for the transitory provisions of the Constitution, uh, whether what should be provided to have it amended, what should be provided to have it changed, what should be provided to have it abolished or whatnot. So basically in the 1899 Constitution, if you will be looking at the later part, no, the provisions, there's no such thing for it to be uh, abolished by itself, okay? So yes, I, I believe that that should be the case. So. In all constitutions, particularly democratic constitutions, they all should have those kind of provisions, the transitory provisions on how to modify them, how to amend them, and ultimately how to abolish it, if that will be the case. Thank you. Therefore, therefore uh, Attorney Vitankol, it is the superior people's will that is the creator of the constitution. And who yes, else can be that. more superior than the creator? And it's only the creator that can abolish or change itself. Correct? I agree with that, Panero. I agree with that, Panero. Thank you. Thank you, Attorney Bitangol and uh, Attorney Posadas. And uh, uh, anybody can uh, make additional comment. Uh, Attorney Magdamo, can you please explain what you had uh, chatted a while ago? Attorney Mel? So, I saw what you had written in the chat, uh, chat room. And then can you please uh, expound to that? Uh, ano lang eh, nagre-react lang, nagre lang ako sa kay Michael Alunan about that. Uh, very transcendental daw yung mga pinagsasabi natin. Uh, <laughs> well, totoo, no? But uh, magugulat na lang tayo, no? We will realize all of a sudden na uh, 
buhay na buhay pala itong constitution na to when there's a crisis. And uh, a crisis can happen anytime now. We don't know. We don't know the state of health of the president. We don't know the state of mind of the president according to kanina si Jang Gonzaga na psychologically insane. We don't know what will happen. Is he behaving that way because of the effect of Sinopharm na sinaksak sa kanya? We don't know. Anything can happen. No? And uh, those vaccines are untested. The, the, the effects may turn out, we may not yet be obvious now, but next month, the effects may become obvious. Like ito si Dick Gordon, eh, very confident siya sa AstraZeneca. Ngayon, he's intubated in Makatimed. Ma- 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 no? So we don't know what will happen. But anyway, to ano lang, no? just uh, can I insert just five slides? Uh, no? may, okay. may I share my screen? Okay, go just, ahead. Uh, about yung, yung i, i, to supplement the discussion of Attorney Vitangkal about supersede. No? <laughs> just five slides lang. Okay, proceed. Uh, ito. Can, uh, can you see it? Okay. Ano nakikita nyo? It's the 1987 Constitution. Ayan ha. Merong word na supersede doon sa 1937 Constitution. Which is different from repeal ha. 1897. 1987. Oh, 1987 pala no? Yun nga lang mapapansin from section 1 until section 26 ng 1987 constitution nababanggit yung repeal doon yung uh, the words uh, amend repeal revoke tapos uh, doon lang sa section 27 biglang lumitaw yung word na supersede in, from sections 1 to 26 in the transitoria doon lang lumitaw sa section 27 tapos na nakasulat doon shall supersede all previous constitutions. Which, bakit hindi nga ginamit yung word na repeal? It had that opportunity to do so. Supersede, nag-downshift siya. Kung baga, kumambyo siya pa, pa, pabagal. To a soft, to a, to a weaker word, which is supersede. And what does supersede mean? Uh, to sit over, no? To, you can amend, you can revise, you can repeal, you can revoke. Hindi siya supersede. Why suddenly downshift to the soft verb? To the soft verb, supersede. When in all previous verbs in the same context in the transitory provision uses the word amend, revise, repeal, revoke. Yung supersede, parang uh, yung literal meaning niya is you sit over. The, the, nakikita niya yung pictures. The upper chairs supersede the lower, the chairs underneath. Did the upper chairs, uh, uh, did, the, teka, did the upper chairs amend, revise, repeal, or revoke the, the lower chair? Alisin mo yung upper chair, may iwan doon yung lower chairs then. Siguro, this is one way to, to envision supersede, no? Makikita niyo dyan. Can you see the picture? Yes. Ayun. The lady is superseded the man, di ba? Did she amend, <laughs> revise, revoke, repeal the man? Or did the man become more super rather than dead? The lady may even end up with the seed of the man if she continues to supersede the man. Siguro, you know what I mean, no? Ngayon, yung ano natin, yung... Uh, yung may nakikita kayong bahay kubo diyan parang ganun muna yung 1899 constitution binibelitel no pero actually yung mga sumusunod na constitutions na based on 1935 para siyang malaking building na nag-collapse yung ground floor so if the ground floor collapses all the second the second floor third floor fourth floor fifth floor sixth floor will also collapse unlike yung 1899 constitution na kahit kubo lang siya kahit 
kahit i-earthquake siya, ano, it, 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 it will remain standing. No? So, besides, when you supersede, when the 1987 super, superseded all previous constitutions, it superseded only the the previous ones, 1986, 1973, 1943, 1935. But it can never supersede the 1899 Constitution because the 1899 Constitution was never the ground floor of the 1987 Constitution na nayonig sa isang earthquake. Uh, yan lang po. Eh. Siguro on, on, another, ano, on another episode, uh, i-discuss natin yung, ano, yung mga details nun. Uh, yeah, Mr. Speaker, can po, I be recognized? Okay. Okay. Attorney Posada, you recognize? Yes. Uh, Attorney Marchor, can you ask uh, Michael Alunan uh, if something that is dead and uh, at least sleeping, uh, can it transcend anything? Or Put it another way, it's only a living, valid a matter or contract or constitution that can transcend, correct? Okay, Mike Alonan, uh, please reply. Ah, okay. Now, 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 okay, now I'm unmuted. Okay. Well, I, I, I do agree with both uh, Attorney Bitankol and... Uh, uh, well, no, Bernie Bell, Mudamo. I, I, I appreciate because uh, for me, ito mga ideas to fairly bago talaga to many of our kababayan. No? So, at, at, at the mere fact, I'm just uh, uh, putting some counter, ano, it's actually to temper more the arguments uh, because our people will only appreciate more an idea if it's presented in their dialectical uh, construct. I mean, they see the opposites, they see the the contradiction, they see they say the right. arguments of both sides, and Agreed. in the process they'll see the past and the present, the the the, the uh, dichotomy between the repeal and the supersede, etc. So okay, on I mean. Uh, the more, in fact, what we lack in this country uh, uh, are discourses and discourse because our people are so uh, exposed to the showbiz, the, you know, Baiskandana, uh, all, all this, and, and, and the, the selective algorithm uh, program of mass media, social media rather, because uh, you tend to believe what your preferences and likes are programmed through algorithms that even if you believe in a flat earth, uh, the moment you open up any any website, uh, YouTube, ano, they'll give you more of the same. So to a point, a certain uh, degree, you get convinced to your own uh, limited parochial beliefs no so that's okay. the danger of uh, what the social media and the internet has done even google uh, when you open up any website even inquirer or anything uh, what each one of us is viewing are different 
layouts are different ads are different ano let's say one of you any one of us loves dogs in any website you open up you'll end up uh, ads and merchandise anything all about dogs uh, we're all programmed kasi na, 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 na the big data each one of us have thousands of data points na na, na nakaprogram na because of the algorithm so so uh, although we're free to choose anything we want to research on anything because of the initial preferences na on of that have been programmed we are fed more of the same that somehow leads us to this uh, i would say to a, a narrow parochial ano, which is lamentable uh, and we should go out of that and expose our people to contrary opinions like this what we're discussing so and from all its angles because from this process of exposing them to multiple angles uh, different discourses higher levels deeper going down etc this is how they will get to understand better and as they understand better they'll be able to you know, imbibe it and take the uh, be more committed to okay something. okay mike can you can you, can you go direct to the point uh, I, was reacting, I was reacting to the the ano, so i'm first i explain i'm not i'm not you may have the floor mr speaker yes think, uh, you have the floor uh, you know well i have to go i have another meeting it a little but I, i'll i'll read on for i'll, I'll listen a few some minutes five. according to uh michael uh tomel alisa alunan like to talk so can you recognize her uh, he is uh, he is about to leave. He said because he has another. Meeting. Alisa Alunan. Ah, Liz Alunan. Alisa, Alisa. Sharinyon. Is that the same? Yeah. Alisa Alunan and Michael Alunan is the same. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm using my daughter's. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, I have not no. renamed it. I renamed it earlier. Uh, so. Okay, so now it's like this. Uh, the situation. Okay. <laughs> Now, what you're talking about is really um, more on the uh, practical side of how uh, this can be understood by the people to have a following so that it can be actually enforced. That seems to be the, uh, the uh, gist of what you're saying. So actually in previous uh, discussion, sinabi ko kanina, bakit hindi tayo bumalik sa konstitusyon na yan nung tayo magdeklara na June 12 ang ating independence? Bakit tayo nagpapatuloy na hangaan at uh, bigyan ng uh, pugay ang ating mga ninuno noong 1890s na hindi naman natin ginagamit ang produkto ng kanilang pinaghirapan at pinagkamatayan. Dahil nga sa nakontrol na tayo, itong mga pumasok na mga persa na estranjero na tayo sinikil. Kaya hindi tayo pwede bumalik sa ating 1899 constitution. Pero yung mga, yung restriction na yan ay nawala na. Ngayon tayo ay supposedly nagsasarili na talaga. Dapat lang nabalikan na natin ang ating 1899 Constitution. At may mga paraan para bumalik doon ng hindi tayo dapat magkaroon ng civil war o pagkakaroon uh, ng alita na, na magkakamatayan pa tayo. Ang hinihingi lang natin ngayon, sinasabi natin, since ang... ang ang persa ng ating armadong uh, 
sandatahan, sandatahang lakas natin, ay siya naman talagang formal na may monopolya ng enforcement ng batas at saka ng mga lahat ng klaseng uh, pagkasunduan ng ating uh, sambayanan, dapat lang na sila ay mag-withdraw ng suporta dito sa 18, uh, 1987 Constitution na binaboy na halos itong mga political class natin. Ang mga nasabi ko na nga kanina, na hindi na nga nila sinusunod yung mga nandun sa Constitution, katulad nung Artikulo 12 at saka nung Political Dynasty Law, at bagkos, yung mga wala sa Constitution, pinagpipilitan nila, katulad ng kanilang inimbentong uh, constructive resignation ng, ng kudita sila laban kay ERA. So ngayon, dahil sa kasaysayan na nagpapakita na hindi naman daripil ang ating constitution at dahil din sa kalokohang ginawa ng ating political class na binaboy nila ang kasalukuyang uh, namamayaning 1987 constitution, dapat lamang, na, na, dapat lamang, tama lamang ang panawagan natin sa ating sandatahang lakas na iwanan na itong 1987 constitution Gamitin natin ang ating 89 Constitution na parang reset button. Bumalik tayo doon, magkakaroon tayo immediately ng isang parlamento na merong uh, question hour at merong tayong election ng mga delegado, abolis ang Senado, abolis ang COBELEC, ang mga amendment na sinasabi nga ni Albi Tangkol, Attorney Albi Tangkol, na pwede natin susugan ang ating uh, 1899 Constitution ay gagawin natin tulad ng pagsusok ng mga amienda sa 1789 Constitution ng Amerika na nagkaroon na ng 32 na amendments, 27 of which had been ratified by the separate states of the United States. Yan din ang gagawin natin sa ating Constitution. It's a matter of a political will. And if a presidential candidate runs on the platform of adopting the 1899 Constitution as a reset button to do these things in the country, we should support that candidate. And we should bring this debate that we are talking about in our little group here into the presidential uh, polemics that should happen. Hindi yung mga kung ano-anong mga ad hominem na mga paninira sa bawat isa ang gagawin nila at saka mga uh, priority na paggawa ng mga official na recipe ng paggawa ng adobo. Ngayon ang mga topic na ginagawa nitong ating political dialogue. Ang pag-uusapan natin ay ang mga mabibigat na katanungan ng bayan nakatulad ng pinag-uusapan natin ngayon. Kaya mapipilitan sila na hindi na, na hindi lang basta-basta sabihin na bali wala ang 1899 Constitution. Kasi yan ang sinasabi. Yan din ang bias na lumalabas sa comment ata ni Mike Alunan na medyo matagal ng panahon na libing na sa limot yan. Hindi nga. Kaya nga tayo nandito upang hindi malibing sa limot, kukutkutin natin ang katotohanan, ipapamahagi natin sa sambayanan Papairali natin ang pagkilala sa mga uh, sakripisyo na ginawa ng ating mga ginuno at dapat na imungkahin natin na gawin natin na <coughs> ang ating makasaysayang 1899 Constitution ang dapat mamayani sa ating bayan. Yun lang ang aking komento. Salamat. Okay. At uh, dagdag ko lang dyan, ang ginto, pag nilibing mo sa lupa kahit anong lalim, pag kinotkot mo yan, ginto pa rin yan. Hindi yan bato. So, any more comment? Ha? May comment si Giancarlo ata. Carlo, EY? Hmm. Please unmute and say something. 
Carlo, are you there? Sino ka mo? Carlo? Oh, wala naman si Carlo. Ayan ata, mukhang si Susanita Tesiorna gusto magsalita. Wala pa nagsasalitang babae yeah. sa akin. Si Kompa lang, si Jang pa lang. Susanita Tesiorna. Okay, go ahead. Please unmute and say something. Miss Tesiorna. Miss Tesiorna. Wala okay. na ba siya? Wala. And uh, Mike Alunan is uh, waving his hand. I have to go. I have to go. Okay. okay that's uh, fun. So uh, let's, uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, I think let us uh, perhaps uh, ask uh, our guest, uh, Attorney Albitankol, to say uh, any important words he would like to um, give us before maybe he might have other things to do. Uh, kaya tanongin natin siya kung anong tingin niya sa mga napag-usapan natin dito sa reaksyon sa kanyang ipresenta sa atin. Yes, uh, Attorney uh, Bilangkol, uh, you have the floor, please. Uh, thank you so much, Ben. Thank you so much, Hill. Uh, I would simply want to say good luck to the members of this group and to the efforts uh, afforded by the 1899 shadow group. May you all reach your destination safely. And that is by reviving the 1899 constitution. I thought, I thought we were, I thought that we were fellow travelers on the same ship of the state that we are trying to build. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so we will go into the journey together. And we will be always in contact with you. Maraming salamat po. Maraming salamat sa pagpaunlak mo sa amin at uh, uh, have a good lunch pero we cannot pay your lunch ngayon. Sa kanila. <laughs> rain check, rain check. This is a parliamentary salute. <laughs> salamat po sa lahat. Magandang araw po. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Pwede po magsalita, sir. Yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead. Ronald, uh, Ronald po, uh, uh, Vice Chairman po ng PBFM Visayas Region. Okay, uh, now you have the floor. Thank you very much po, Sir Ben. Uh, na, kanina po nag-observe po kami. And in fact, may meeting po kami dito sa Region 8. Dito po kami ngayon sa Tacloban City. Late eh. Uh, nag-observe po kami sa mga pinag-usapan po natin dito about sa 1899 Constitution. Naririnig niyo po ba ako, sir? Mga sir, mga yes. Louder and clear. Thank you po. Loud and clear. Uh, since na-mention po ni attorney, hindi uh, ko na po ma-recognize kung sino pong attorney yun, na dapat daw po talaga, eh, kailangan natin ng, ma, kumbaga, nandyan po sa likod natin yung Philippine Army, which is true. In fact, napag-usapan na po na ang grupo namin yan, na dapat ligawan natin or kausapin natin kung sino yung pinaka- mataas po na sa posisyon ng Army. Uh, in fact, sana kasama po natin sila. May I suggest na sana po sa susunod na meeting, sana po kasama po siya rito nang sa ganun po ay makita niya at marinig niya yung katotohanan about sa 1899 Constitution natin. Kasi po kung sa aking pagkakalam, kung makikita niya po ito at maririnig ng iba't ibang opinion natin, malamang at sa mahigit ay makukumbinsi po siya na 
sumama sa ating grupo na ipaglaban natin yung ating 1899 Constitution. Tama po ba yun, mga sir, mga ma'am? Tama yan. Nakalive naman tayo at makita na yan sa mga YouTube, sa, sa YouTube, sa Facebook. So makikita nila if they're interested. But iba pa rin po siguro, sir, kung bigyan natin sila ng formal invitation, bigyan natin sila ng sapat na oras uh, para may, may palawanag din po natin nila yung side nila kung bakit ayaw din nila or gusto rin nila. Parang ganun po. Sana po ma marinig po natin sila personally dito sa grupo. Well, we will do our best. Kasi po, ang, ang nakikita ko po kasi, uh, the more na lang tayo-tayo lang ang nag-uusap, parang ang punto, walang, walang patutunguhan pa rin. Kasi ang, ang hinahabol natin, may pasok yung gusto natin, which is tama naman sa, sa aking opinion, sa aking observation. Tama naman po ang 1899, base sa pinag, pinaliwanag ng ating mga batibang expert, na dapat po ito may implement. Ang problema natin, kulang po tayo sa power kasi we are just... Sobering, kung tutusin, mas malakas pa nga po sana tayo kasi tayo ang batas, eh, ang taong batas, eh, hindi po kung sino lang. Eh. So ang, ang problema natin, kulang pa rin po tayo sa persa kung persa po ang pag-uusapan. Kaya po sinasuggest po natin ng aming, ng aming grupo na kasana po, mapabilang po talaga dito ang pinakasanasandalan ng taong bayan, which is the army, na kung marinig natin talaga yung side nila, kung ano po, kung pabor pa sila o hindi. Nang sa ganun, Malaman din po natin another plan bin natin kung ano pang ibang hakbang na dapat nating gawin kung sakasakali. If you no, are really serious on this matter, sir. Noted in that. Uh, Professor Hill, uh, I think uh, you are in the right track to look after that uh, particular uh, recommendation. Uh, if not uh, this time, maybe by next Saturday or you can ask some of our friends uh, to directly negotiate that uh, um, military officer, either AAP uh, or PNP. Well, uh, we, are, uh, we are supposedly in contact with uh, uh, General Eliazar, and uh, he knows about uh, these things. He's the PNP chief. No, he reached these things. Um, I'm also, uh, I've been informed that uh, Secretary uh, um, of defense, national defense, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, what's his name again? I forgot. Delphine Lorenzana has requested a staff study of the 1899 Constitution. That was, uh, I think, last year uh, that he did that. And um, there are some elements in our group that uh, yung mga kasama natin are in contact with different uh, MISTA groups, no? up to class 98. Class uh, 94 and 98 are the young groups uh, that are uh, at the level of majors, colonels, and lieutenants, uh, uh, and uh, lieutenant commanders right now in the, in the Navy. They are uh, the, the, uh, the MISTA class in power was, uh, uh, are, are now the 1980, coming into power are the 1988 group. So we have all of these 10 years from 1988 to 1998 MISTAS of the PMA that we are communicating with and talking about these things and explaining how we can do the shift peacefully into a parliamentary system. So these are developments that are happening. We're aware of that. We're aware that the military must have an insight. 
In fact, uh, the De Gaulle said uh, the talk about a revolutionary shift or revolutionary government should not be limited to just civilians, but should be also uh, discussed even with the military. So that's what he said. So we're doing that precisely. We're talking with them. Kasi, uh, mas maigi ng uh, mag-usap-usap tayo kaysa magbarilan tayo, di ba? Oh, so, yun ang mga ginagawa natin. Uh, the rationality of the Filipino, I hope, uh, should prevail. But itong mga usapan natin, ang kailangan natin gawin ay talagang i-translate natin itong mga sinusulat natin na sa English papunta sa mga major na mga dialect ng Pilipino, Pangatok, uh, Magintanawon, Tausub, para talagang maikalat natin to sa lahat ng barberia ng Pilipinas, na printed away, at saka sa lahat ng uh, mga uh, talipapa. Tapos sa lahat ng beauty salon, kasi nandun ang mga bakla at mga chismoso lahat yan. Pag marami tayo makonvincing bakla na tatulong sa atin, ay kakalat kagad o ugong kagad ang pagsasalita na pwede pa pala yung 1899 Constitution. At pwede natin gamitin ang 1899 Constitution para buwagin ang COMELEC, para reabolis ang Senado, at magkaroon tayo ng parliamentary question hour. Parang lahat ng katiwalaan ay pwedeng tanungin sila linggo-linggo. Hindi tayo kailangang maghintay ng anim na taon bago mapalitan ang presidente ng Sirac. At tungkol sa sinasabi ni Jang Jang Gonzaga ba yan? Siya ang kanina ng salita. Uh, sabi niya, crazy daw tayo. Crazy daw yung ating mga leader, di ba? Eh, naalala ko, sabi ni Digong, uh, He is taking fentanyl regularly, no? <laughs> Pag-aralan mo yung fentanyl, yung ginagawa dito sa Amerika ng mga yung mga synthetic uh, drug na mga kombinasyon, hinahalo yan sa heroin powder at uh, minamarket sa illegal market ng drugs. At ang tawag dyan ay sa kanilang linggo ay crazy pill. Crazy pill. Kinagamit ng mga addict. So, well, sinabi ni Digong kasama sa kanyang gamot, yung fentanyl. Uh, yan ang pinaka-active element noong crazy pill. So, tama lang siguro ang description ni Jan Gonzaga na yung mga leader natin ngayon ay crazy na lahat. Uh, ewan ko lang. Pero that is something that is the reality in our country. The um, governance that we have been seeing is not responsive to the people. And uh, a parliamentary system that has a question hour would have a very responsive system because we will now be institutionalizing what I call authority uh, with immediate accountability, instant accountability. Kasi okay. ang isang head of government na talagang uh, kinikwestiyon ng mga kapareho niyang MP, delikado siya pag hindi uh, prof- tamang sagot niya. Professor, C- Professor Hill, I, I saw uh, Ronald Orteliano raising his hand. Uh, please... Uh... We have to give him a chance. Yeah, go ahead. Please unmute, uh, Ronald. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear, can you hear me, sir? Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yes. So, I'm Ernie, Ernie Lungasa. So, okay. officer of the Visayas for Federal Movement in Region 8. Isang official din ako ng PBPM sa Region 8. So, upon, upon listening uh, with the presentation and discussion of Attorney Bitangkol, he, he emphasized 
emphasize the previous constitution as well as the, the present constitution. So I agree and he emphasized it, he discussed it very clear and concise. But my concern, simple concern is just uh, I am posing this, addressing this inquiry to Sir Ramos. Sir Ramos. Now, sir, can you hear me, Sir Ramos? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Thank you. Um, having this, having this uh, shadow Congress, having this shadow Congress. So my, my inquiry is, uh, sir, what is really the, the ultimate goal and objective of this shadow Congress? In a uh, parliamentary system, uh, we, a uh, government that uh, wants to challenge for power usually has a shadow setup. We are just preparing ourselves for uh, the time when we are able to have parliamentarism and federalization in our country. So that by the time that uh, we have that setup, that we have been able to reset into this uh, parliamentary setup, we will now have uh, ready civic groups that are structured in these different uh, shadow structures uh, that are organized into these different size structures to be ready to assume the uh, role of governance. It is like uh, this present Shadow Congress is right now live streamed into Shadow DILG, Shadow DOH, Shadow DEPED. It's all streamed to this. And we are inviting all groups to join the shadow structures because there is no um, uh, sort of uh, discrimination on who can discuss ideas with us. For instance, in this group of ours in the Shadow Congress where we are open, we can even ask uh, Joma Sison to address us if he wants to talk with us. And we can ask the military, uh, maybe General Parlade who just retired and is now a civilian to talk to us if he wants to. So we are open to all ideas and it's also important that dito lahat, hindi natin pwedeng pag-usapan ng lahat ng bagay dito. So pag ma-raise ang isang concern dito, kaya tayo mayroong shadow structures kasi ipapasa natin sa kaupulang shadow group ang uh, drill down or more intense discussion ng isang bagay. Halimbawa, ang isang bagay ay particularmente na tinatamaan ng isang uh, local government unit, ipapasa natin ang mga facts doon sa shadow group ng uh, DILG. Ganon din pag ang ating mga concern sa COVID-19 at ibang mga bagay, doon natin ipapasa doon sa ating shadow group sa DOH. Para doon pagtapan ng lahat ng mga bagay. At saka doon ay mag-assign tayo ng mga tao na eksperto sa mga pinag-uusapan para ang ating uh, mga opinion na ating ilalatag sa ating pag uh, uh, pagpupunyaging maintindihan ng mga isyo ay hindi lamang batay sa ating mga kanya-kanyang opinion na kundi batay sa mga sinasabing uh, facts of the case. Yung talagang it's based on facts ang ating opinion na hindi lang an opinion based on the opinion of somebody else. Kasi parang yung ating kasabihan sa Namimuloso po, I have the, uh, you have the right to your own opinion and I have also the right to my own. Ang sinasabi ko sa nagsasabi niyan, if your opinion are not based on facts, you don't have a right to that opinion at all. Correct. Correct. Uh, it must all be fact-based. So, okay. So in region itself, so we the officers and members of the BFM, we are really uh, inclined and support any resolutions 
uh, that will be part or contribute uh, the success of our dreams by this study. Yeah, our our shadow congress has already called for a resolution authored by uh, uh, Robert uh, Posadas, calling for uh, the uh, the the occupants of government or the uh, wielders of power in the present government to shift their allegiance to the 1899 constitution. That uh, resolution was promulgated on June 12, together with the announcement and the uh, demonstrations that was done during that day, which is our Independence Day. Uh, now, Attorney Posadas or uh, Dr. Posadas, who is also a Juris doctor, will again be presenting a more elaborate version of that uh, resolution, and we'll be crafting it and presenting it to the next uh, Congress plenary session uh, on Saturday. These plenary sessions of our Congress are being held every Saturday from 8 o'clock to 12 uh, noon, and all of you are welcome to join us. We are not limited. Uh, we don't discriminate anybody of the time to talk and discuss things with us. We will discuss. There is no um, commitment. There is no uh, sort of uh, enforcement to join the group. We are we are a movement. We are a movement trying to bring back the writ of the 1899 Constitution. So if your organization is uh, supporting that, then we are in this journey together. So Thank you, sir. we will be. Thank you very much. Thank you. We will support uh, our dreams as it's mandated ultimately at the end of the day. So we'll have 100% support for the resolutions. Thank oh, you. Maraming salamat. I, I think uh, Attorney Pusadas uh, is raising his hand and he has to explain uh, some more. Please unmute. Attorney Pusadas. Okay. Okay. The uh, Shadow Congress is a uh, putative position or an assumption or a reflection of what would happen in a parliamentary federal government, spe specifically in its uh, parliamentary uh, form of uh, representation, in that uh, there will be an always an open, direct, and immediate interpolation and questioning of the uh, uh, prime minister or the governing power or political party. So therefore, there will be an immediate reaction and action on anything that the people's will can present. So that is an example or a practice now of what we're doing. Hopefully in preparation for the real one, we will be in a, uh, uh, position to temporarily act as a uh, um, actual or practical Congress to implement the uh, workings of the federal parliamentary government. Thank you for that clear uh, explanation. And uh, uh, somebody who wants to talk, um, see, Mam Tisonia, can you say something? I think uh, I invited you last night. Yes, go ahead. And please unmute and say something. Ma'am Tisornia, uh, as explained was, uh, by Professor Heath. 
all the all the commission cabinet or whatsoever uh, they are uh, represented by uh, the shadow uh, uh, officials so please uh, unmute and say something thank you thank you sir thank you mga sir and ma'am uh, this is my first time kasi na nag-attend but i have been already in the prior years uh, trying to understand the, the movements like for revolutionary government, etc., etc. And my question, I, I am I, I, I'm glad that I was able to hear the explanation of Attorney Vitangkong regarding the, the, the 1899 Constitution. And I do believe in it, and I do believe in the movement. My question is, uh, will, the, will the commissions that have been created after the 1899 constitution, we still can be considered or included in this shadow movement that that you are. May I reply, uh, Mr. Speaker? Yes, go ahead. Uh, in the uh, shadow structures we created, we have a shadow complex. We also have a shadow commission on human rights. We have a shadow commission on audit. These structures are presented in our shadow setup, which is being populated as we speak by people who are concerned about the issues that the commissions are dealing with. In the shadow complex, we are putting there all of the evidence we have about all of those padded voters in the millions, which right now I estimate to be 12 million, 12 million padded voters in the present electoral registries that we have. So they are answer to your question, all the commissions and the structure. The entire government structure is replicated in the shadow government. But uh, in the process of using the 1899 reset button, you will have a lot of uh, efforts to reorganize the uh, existing uh, structure of governance as we proceed towards uh, a new system of government under a parliament. So although we will adapt and use this uh, existing structure to avoid any disruption, uh, we will uh, immediately move to reorganize uh, this existing structure to make it more attuned to parliamentary accountability as reflected in the parliament with elected members of parliament indulging in a weekly question hour explaining their policies and implementation of policies to the people. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And uh, may we hear from Mr. Uh, Noli Rabil. Noli, can you please unmute and say something? Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Magandang tanghali po sa inyo lahat. Ah. Eh, pasensya na po siya. Ako po si Noli sa TBC. Ah, Nagagalak po ako, sir, sa mga ganitong mga pag-uusap. Ako personally, sa support po ako para sa kaibuti ng ating sambayanan, siyempre. At uh, maraming salamat at may mga ganito. Malaki ang aking pag-asa na mailagay natin sa tama, or sorry the term siguro, na maituwid natin ng maayos yung ating lipunan. So yun lang po. Maraming salamat po. Okay, uh, maraming salamat, Noli. Uh, ang ating uh, plenary congress ay palagi ang uh, nagkukonvene tuwing Sabado, alas 8 hanggang alas 12. Apat na oras pong nag-uusap ng ganito. Sinimulan po namin ito noong uh, birthday ni uh, Jose Rizal, June 19. 
At kami po ay patuloy, tayo po ay patuloy na magkikita-kita hanggang sa birthday ni Bonifacio hanggang November 30. Tapos ang kongreso po natin ay mag-adjourn ng CNED, eh, tulad din ng uh, actual na kongreso. At tayo naman ay mag-resume ng ating Saturday meetings. Uh, wala tayong session sa Desyembre kasi Pasko. At tayo mag-resume ng ating session sa January 8, unang Sabado ng 2022, hanggang sa Mayo 28, ng uh, 2022 at sa panahong yan, yan ang kainitan ng mga mangyayaring electoral contest sa ating bansa. Pero ito pong plenary congress natin ay hindi nagdedepende sa uh, election cycle ng bansa natin. Ito po ay marathon run. Ito pa ay parang marathon na koorganisa tayo para sa eventual na panana, uh, pananaig ng ating paniniwala na may babalik natin ang uh, kapangyarihan, ang soberanya ng ating uh, sambayanan sa pagpamagitan ng pag-jahibernate uh, o pagbabalik ng, uh, ng uh, persa o ng uh, kapangyarihan ng 1899 Constitution. Wala tayong pakialam kung sino ma-elect dyan na presidente. Basta tayo'y patuloy na magpupunyagi, mas maganda mga presidenteng mapasok ay talagang sasama sa atin para ibalik ang 1899 Constitution. Pero pag hindi natin kasama presidente, tayo magpapatuloy at lagi natin sasabihin, ibalik at i-gawin natin ang dapat mangyari na pagbabago sa lipunan sa pamamagitan ng parliamentary under 1899 Constitution. Okay. So, may we hear from Rigi Gonzalez? Rigi o Rigi? Please unmute and say something. Uh, hi, hi, sir. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm from the bosses of consumer group. I'm connected with KDP. Okay. Katipunan ng Democratic ng Pilipino and with Kissing Marlika also. So, um, just wanna comment na ano po? Uh, sana this group. Won't be tainted with the imperialist interest, because the the very essence I think of the reason why this this initiative is being made is to rid ourselves of a imperialist interest in our country, which is is the one messing with us all right now. And for I believe this group can make a big difference to change our country towards real uh, nationalism and patriotism. Actually, uh, we are united with the uh, Cabot's Valdez and uh, Capre of uh, Gising Marlica, as well as Tote Casino and R.G. Habiliana. So I think opo. we are in a one track. Opo, opo. So thank you very much for attending and uh, uh, don't fail to attend every Saturday. So whatever... Uh, is in your mind. Okay. You you are free to say something every time we have a plenary session. Ah, thank you, thank you. Okay. So, Mr. Speaker, we let just Mr. Speaker also invite them to join the shadow groups that we have created. Yes. Like your own shadow group of marine people and all the other departments of government that we already have set up in the entire web area. Okay, so 
I think you you heard uh, Professor Hill uh, saying that uh, you are all invited to join all shadow uh, organizations such as Shadow Ced, Shadow Maritime Industry, etc., etc. And uh, you are welcome to join us. Depends on their interest and skills. Uh, right. uh, that should be how they should join. Uh, there is one question here. What is the length of Shadow House of Representatives? You can go to Facebook group. There is uh, one uh, group there, Shadow uh, House of Representatives of the Philippines. Then you are free to join. Uh, Mel, Mel Lugud can put it in the chat area and he could put the link there. Mel, can you proceed to do that? Okay, Melo. Mel Lugo is our Melo Gold is our IT person in charge of all these uh, communications we're we're doing in our Parliament of the Web. This is a Parliament of the Web movement, and we are like a substitute for the Parliament of the Streets because right now we could not go to the streets because of this COVID lockdown. But we are meeting here internationally in our shadow congress because the members here are not only from the philippines but also from all the other cis filipino communities that are joining with us okay so i i saw carlo raising his hand carlo you have the floor please unmute uh, may nababantay na tao. At uh, parang nararamdaman ko na na may seryosong problema talaga ngayon eh. Sa naging karanasan na natin ngayon sa lockdown na ito at sa problema rin nila sa Virgilio. Sana po, max na na po ito. Meron na po kung gusto i-recognize po. Nandito po yung mga kasama natin sila Senor Rabel at papang mga bago natin kasama at Babalitaan ko lang din kayo na meron na naman ulit shadow ang may CDCPH meeting ulit mamaya ang 7pm ulit. Isasend ko ulit dito yung link ng CDCPH meeting para okay, ma-inform kayo na. lahat. Pakipost okay. na lang, Carlos, sa shadow DOH, Department of Health, yung mga concern na ganyan. Kasi okay. Yan, eh. Yes, uh, Sir Nondi Rabel, please unmute yourself and you are recognized na. Okay, so now the, the, the length of shadow government was already in the chat room and that uh, the message at such uh, yes, messenger, yes. so you could copy that. Yes. Okay. Uh, any, anybody who wants to say something more? Uh, Ma'am Wilma Manzanillo, are you still here? Uh, yeah, say something. I know you you want to say something, but sometimes you are you 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 you, you are confused. Ah, right? <laughs> uh, uh, basic question, po. Okay. Hello. Yes. Basic you, question. Loud and clear. Uh, yung sa eighteen ninety nine constitution, anong form of government yan under parliamentary federalism or presidential form? At saka under po ba ng centralized or decentralized form of government? Yan lang po. Parliamentary federal yan. Parliamentary federal form of government. That's why I always keep on repeating 
that whatever if the content of the 1899 constitution is uh, not enough so we that is subject for uh, amendment or uh, whatsoever but we have to if we are united i think that is not uh, the real uh, question but as far as the full government is concerned it is a parliamentary federal form government thank you paul and uh, so Noli Rabel, you want to say more because uh, Carlo says that uh, suggest Carlo is suggesting that uh, you want to say something. Noli Rabel, are you still there? Ah, uh, Kong Bilyarama. Ah, anything you can say? Uh, I think uh, Congressman Villarama may be attending another session that uh, is in the uh, group of Sol PH, that is the group of Jovelina. Okay. They're being addressed right now by uh, Ronald Mendoza, a doctor of economics from Ateneo University, or a faculty of Ateneo University, okay. uh, graduate, I think, of Cornell. And so he might be listening there and he might not be listening to us right now. However, I would like uh, Mr. Speaker to address the point which, uh, uh, which has been uh, uh, raised by Reggie Gonzalez. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Reggie Gonzalez talked about imperialism. In fact, uh, 1899, the, the assertion of the 1899 Congress spirit is an assertion of the uh, uh, will of the Filipino people which was suppressed by American imperialism in the time of uh, 1899. We had that war with uh, the United States from 1899 to 1916. The histories of our country say that, uh, and the United States too, say that it was ended in 1902 when Aguinaldo was captured. That is not true. When Aguinaldo was captured, General, uh, because at that time, his vice, the vice president of our republic, uh, Mariano Trias, has already been captured ahead of Aguinaldo because the Americans instituted what you call a zonal West Dipochilio. In Talagang, uh, they will uh, strip the populations and kill the relatives of the people who are fighting them. Yeah, General Mariano Trias was uh, captured ahead of Aguinaldo and they swept through uh, Luzon uh, it's unfortunate that the rivalry between uh, uh, Aguinaldo and uh, Antonio Luna resulted in the death of Antonio Luna. And so the guerrilla defenses of the country was not well organized. Uh, if uh, <clears throat> this influences of American imperialism is clearly something that uh, checked and stopped the Filipino people from being able to correct our uh, historic grievances because supposedly our 89 constitution, 1899 constitution will cure that. But uh, we were subject to colonization and the Americans controlled us for the next 50 years up to 1946. But then also um, the poverty that perhaps Reggie Gonzalez may be alluding to uh, is a result of this imperialism because the real reason for the poverty of the Filipinos 
is that we have been alienated from our natural wealth. Our wealth is a, uh, we are a very naturally rich nation. We have uh, abundant mines because we are part of the Pacific Volcanic Ring. And we have uh, a, uh, what do you call that, an ambient climate wherein you can raise any crop and harvest enough in the next three months, or you can have uh, three cycles. But all of this natural wealth was alienated from us. The Spaniards came. Uh, Magellan's men saw the, drink, uh, the uh, gold necklaces that uh, our uh, natives uh, wore at the time. And he instructed his uh, crewmen na wag nyo nang tignan yung mga kanilang mga ginto. Baka sabihin nila na mas mahalaga yung ginto nila kesa sa mga trinkets na dala natin, ng mga glass beads, ng mga rosaryohan. So uh, those uh, gold was abundant kasi pinupulot lang ng mga gold nuggets noon sa lahat ng baybayin at saka sa lahat ng riverbanks ng bansa natin noon. Yan ay kanilang binasbasan, sinabi ni Magellan na nga mula ngayon, amin na yan lahat sa mga minang yan. And then this were operated for the next 400 years by Spanish royal charter, these mines, and they carted off bullions of gold that was alienated from our people to Spain. When the Americans came, they took over these mines. They said, hey, uh, wala nang Espanyol, kayo lahat dyan, mga pare, kinukumpiskan ng uh, First Republic ang inyong mga lupa, we will give it to you, we will recognize it with the new uh, your Spanish encomiendas with new American tourist titles, but we will take over the Spanish uh, mines, royal charters, and we will have the mines. So they had it. In uh, 1946, uh, they want to continue holding on to these mines, which could have been uh, distributed to stakeholders like our people, like the way uh, the uh, citizens of Norway own all their wealth in uh, black oil. But that did not happen because the Americans forced uh, parity rights into us. And uh, they continued to own the mines as though they were still Filipinos, despite uh, their being Americans and our being independent. So they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. And that is why this wealth, this natural wealth remained, uh, remained uh, under their control. Now we have uh, examples wherein the oligarchs took over this controlling process. For instance, in the Malampaya Sound, in the Malampaya Sound, which had so many billions of barrels of oil and natural gas, our constitution says it must be 60-40. But the actual division that happened was 90% was taken by these dummies of foreigners and only 10% was given to the government. We have uh, 93 trillion uh, cubic feet of natural gas in Reed Bank. And with that, we have 9 billion barrels of proven reserves. But who will own this when uh, uh, we actually have control over these things uh, uh, from China? Uh, this will be owned by oligarchs. And their, uh, and their uh, imperialist or neo-colonial collaborators, it will not be given to us as stakeholders. Part of the reset button that we are trying to have in this uh, 1899 constitution is to secure this patrimony for the masses of our people, that they should not be excluded from ownership of these things. It is all God given. Why should a firm or a person with a piece of paper signed by some bureaucrat own all the mines? 
or own all of these lands. That is not correct. So we have to correct this. We are not communist. We will not uh, take over what is already there. We will grandfather it. But the future development of the country, owners and of the land, owners of the natural resources underneath the Philippine, uh, the West Philippine Sea, owners of the natural resources underneath the Benham rice or Philippine rice, which is doubling the, which has almost doubled the uh, land area of what we have right now, should be given to our people as uh, stakeholders. Okay. We have to stop this alienation of this wealth from us so that we can do this with a reset process with the 1899 constitution. Professor Hill, may we recognize uh, Patricia Ilagan and uh, Connie Blanco who just arrived? Okay, go uh, ahead. And I cut and uh, uh, Ma'am Patricia Ilagan or Connie Blanco, may we hear uh, from you a few words. Patricia Ilagan or Connie Blanco, can you please unmute? Yeah, thank you. Patricia Ilagan, you are recognized. Yes, good morning. I'm sorry, I just arrived. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, please. I'm listening. No, no, I am giving you the floor and uh, may we hear from you what what are your comments or anything questions. to say about or questions about uh, what you hear yeah I'm actually just i'm sorry you just arrived yeah, but in I just, yeah i'm just catching up so i'm listening please go ahead with the forum okay thank you okay thank you well so, to identify ourselves to you we are the 1899 congress we are reviving the spirit of the 1899 constitution we also call ourselves uh, the Shadow Congress because we intend to monitor all of the movements of the uh, existing government, existing departments, and we intend to publish this and make it known to the people in their various dialects and their various dialects, major dialects, not only in Tagalog, but also in Tausug, in Pangalatok, in Ilocano, Cebuano, all those things. So we want to uh, continue this process and uh, we have a process of uh, meeting every uh, Friday, every, every Saturday uh, from eight o'clock to uh, 12 noon. And we are uh, continuing this every Saturday. We started from June 19 up to November 30. Those are the birthdays of our two national heroes, Jose Rizal, June 19 and November 30. Uh, uh, Bonifacio, Andres Bonifacio. And so we will also continue having these sessions next year after we adjourn Sinidia for the December break. We will again do it from March, uh, from January 8 to March 28, uh, to May 28, which will be coincident with the election campaign. But we are not uh, um, sort of uh, dependent on the political election cycle. We intend to make this a long-term effort to make sure that the 1899 constitution eventually gets adopted by our country. Okay, how about, uh, thank you, Professor uh, Hill. How about uh, Ms. Oning? Do you have some uh, something to say? And Corazon Maleficiado. 
Corazón Malipreciado or Mildred Oning. Are you still here? Can we hear a few words from you? So I think we are no longer. How about, uh, how about Vincent Roa? He said that uh, he would listen and have his reactions later. Uh, is he ready to share with us now? Yes, uh, Mr. Roa, can you please unmute and uh, say something? Still here? I am. Sir, good, uh, good noon, everyone. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to join you in our discussions. Uh, I really appreciate the members of this uh, group. And I hope that uh, in the future, in the near future, we, we would be able to come up with a very concrete uh, direction in as far as our target uh, or terminal objective is concerned. I really hope that this group will not only limit as to the uh, political uh, scenarios, but rather expand uh, its horizon in uh, some uh, areas like uh, um, the services, the health services, the other issues in our uh, visiting our visiting our country today. So, sirs and ma'ams, uh, Ms. Dams, thank you so much, and I hope that uh, in the next. Uh, virtual discussions of ours, I would be able to, to attend uh, the said schedule. And that would be on Saturday, sir. So yes, every much. Saturday. You're welcome, every Saturday. I Eight really appreciate 12. this. Uh, yes, sir. I really appreciate this. And uh, I would like, I, 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 would, I would want to, I would love to hear um, some opinions from our elders, and especially those who are more inclined in the uh, propagation of this uh, uh, of this uh, uh, activity. So thank you so much, everyone, and may God bless us all. Yes, uh, next sure. Saturday, uh, we are trying to invite either General Parlade. He was recently retired. I, I guess he went on vacation. I don't know if he's back with his family. And so uh, we will try to invite him to address us. If not, uh, the other person who would like to, is uh, whom we have already invited but has not replied, is uh, former Senator uh, Francisco Tatad and Senator, uh, uh, he was the former Senate Majority Leader as well. And he would uh, deliver something which would be like a uh, counterpoint to the speech given to us by uh, Senator Lina the last time. Senator Lina addressed us uh, with a topic called the leadership in an imperfect democracy. Uh, Tatad, Senator uh, Tatad, that was his address, right? Of, uh, of uh, Senator Joey Lina. Uh, leadership in an imperfect democracy. Now, Senator Francisco Tatad was uh, joking, but he said that he will uh, entitle his speech as uh, imperfect leadership in a pretend democracy. <laughs> so that would be an interesting speech if he really <laughs> develops the theme. Imperfect leadership in a pretend democracy. <laughs> right. And that would uh, be interesting. Uh, Professor Hill, I would like to remind everybody that uh, sometimes uh, they, are they might misinterpret what we are talking about here. So they said uh, they didn't want the yellow one, they didn't want the green one, they don't want the red one. 
Now, for your own, for uh, the information of everybody, we are all Filipinos and everyone is invited. We do not disseminate uh, people in the Seattle government. Maybe we will ask uh, Senator, former Senator Bamakino to address us, and he is a certified uh, Dilawan. Yeah. If you want to look for one, um, he can be. So let's, let's, let's unite. Uh, it okay, may be a speaker, Mr. Speaker. It may be very difficult for the Filipinos to unite because we are all hard-headed and uh, sort of myopic in some of our point of views. But uh, perhaps with enough logic and clarity in our argument, so we can orchestrate common action towards uh, uh, the same or uh, direction, although we will not be in actual unison in terms of the way we think. Kasi gano'n ang ating uh, pagka-fractured culturally. Kasama yan sa ating pagiging separate ethnolingual groups. No? Kanya-kanya tayo. Yung Bisaya, Bisaya. Yung Ilocano, Bisaya. Nung mag-rebelde yung Bisaya, nagdala ang mga Espanyol ng mga Ilocanong Guardia Civil. Nag-rebelde yung Ilocano, dinala ng Espanyol, mga waray-waray na Guardia Civil. Kaya hanggang ngayon, uh, nag-aaway yung okso at saka sige-sige. <laughs> dahil sa mga ganyang ethnolingual differences. But we will uh, uh, grow beyond that. And uh, right now, as we face uh, a problem-solving process, and as we force these uh, presidentials to talk about the issues we are talking about here, baka may mangyaring maganda sa ating bayan sa susunod na taon. So now it's about time. And uh, before we end, uh, I would like to invite uh, anybody uh, to say some uh, parting words from the audience or uh, uh, Attorney Posadas or Kong uh, Bilyarama, if he's back. Mr. McDama wants to say something. He has a comment. Okay, uh, Mel. I just want to direct this to Ma'am Patrice Ilagan. Mm. Hello, she's listening because she has been a fellow revolutionary in uh, during uh, the 2015 Occupy Comolec when we occupied Plaza Roma in the hope of uh, occupying Comolec. Uh, when we were there, Plaza Roma is that building in front of Manila Cathedral. We were trying to occupy Comolec. In the left side, there was Manila Cathedral. We were hoping to... to uh, achieve uh, our goals with the help of the church, the Catholic Church in Manila Cathedral. It would seem that we, the solution is in the right side, in the other side, the National Historical Commission, because if you envision in the Comelec is beside Manila Cathedral in one side, and then the National Historical Commission is in the other side. It's, it would seem that the solution is in our, our history, not, not in uh, any present institution. We go back to our history. Ito yung ano, hindi maintindihan ng mga tao na ang solusyon natin ngayon, ang solusyon sa problema natin ngayon na napakalalim ay maaring nasa ano, nasa uh, ano natin, nasa history natin. So wag natin baliwalain. Ito ang dahilan kung bakit natin binabalikan yung 1899 Constitution, which still a, a living constitution. Buhay pa siya hanggang ngayon. In fact, kung may may nangyaring kagimbal-gimbal bukas, no? Magkaroon ng constitutional crisis bukas, ang solusyon na hahanapan natin ay yung babalik tayo sa nakaraan, itong 1899 Constitution. And that's why uh, this is this is nothing uh, this is not something na pang-academic discussion lang. Hindi to pang uh, pang super malalim na diskurso, diskurso. Although malalim ang pinag-uusapan natin, 
but this this can serve as a practical solution to a very a very real problem that can happen anytime now that can explode anytime now yun lang po sa mga bagong pasok lang at akala nila itong pangmalaliman na academic discussion lang ito this is this is down to earth discussion itong 1899 solution na pinag-uusapan natin yun lang po okay professor hill uh, it's about time and then uh, you have the parting word well, uh, I don't know why uh, Giancarlo is still raising his hands, but uh, I would like to say that Giancarlo, we can talk about these things in other fora, but right now it's uh, almost time to end. It's uh, almost uh, 12 noon and people are hungry. People have to take the break. Okay, but uh, what I can say is that uh, I would uh, like to compliment what Attorney McDamus said. We are not an academic discussion. We are in contact with actors, active uh, elements in the present political turmoil. And we are also in contact not only with the civilians, but also with the people wielding the monopoly of armed force in the Philippines, as well as those who are on the other side of the fence, like the MNLF and the MILF, and some elements in the NDF. So uh, we are trying to broker a process wherein we can move together and transition into a framework where we can begin to orchestrate efforts towards a common goal of uh, building our nation. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, uh, Attorney Posadas, uh, you have the floor. Yes, on what Attorney Melchor Magdamo stated, uh, it can be uh, likened to a sinking ship of state. If the boat is sinking or the ship is sinking, do we have a ready structured ship of state to occupy and use? That's a question. Instead of just sinking to the bottom along with the sinking ship, aren't we getting ready, as a, even as a dress rehearsal, to practice climbing aboard that ship and hit the deck working. Thank you. And uh, I was just uh, wondering why you mentioned a ship because I am a ship engineer of the ship. And sometimes <laughs> when you say about you thinking, know. our lifeboat is always ready just in case <laughs> there is an emergency. Correct. So you got the message, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's loud and clear. Let's thank uh, Mel Lugud for uh, guarding our uh, group from uh, intrusions. There were some uh, intrusions uh, earlier, and I think uh, Mel uh, took care of that. Thank you. Okay. Do you have something to say, Mel? There was somebody there uh, chatting and spamming our chat area. Yeah, I don't uh, know. was that? He's talking nonsense, you know. <laughs> yeah, He's calling us uh, everything, all names. Anyway, maraming salamat sa lahat na kasama natin ngayon at sana ay, you would have a good appetite for your lunch because we had had a long discussion and sometimes that makes me very hungry. In my case, dinner. <laughs> From San okay. Diego. Thank Bye. you. Okay, no. thank you everyone and uh, thank see you, you next Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.